0: Since you've been gone, I can't breathe for the first first time. It's moving on, yeah. yeah. Next to you. Next to you. Next to you. Now I get. Yeah, I get. Now I get. What I want.
1: Since you've been gone. (laughs) Video drome Rome. <laughs> Let's get this drome on Get the in the drome auto drome. Oh, that was what you were gonna do.
0: <laughs> Why did you start singing Kelly Clarkson? Because we always sing Kelly Clarkson for no reason. That's right. I wanted to do get in the drome autodrome, but then I like I pivoted.
2: <laughs> I pivoted. That was a hard pivot.
0: Worth it. It was a hundred percent worth it. It's gonna sound good in post. I'm not gonna do anything to it just gonna be because we weren't on we weren't in sync anyway like you so and i are so far to,
3: we might have to like cut it up and release it as a single that's how oh, good it oh yeah uh,
0: tgtbtm the album just a bunch of sound clips of us singing all of yeah. our different songs no editing though no, no editing no, yeah we got the mixing
2: on any we've of got
0: we did the aruba jamaica Ooh, I want it. We've gone oh, since you've been gone a
2: lot. Yeah, um, we did. this time to set, set set, set,
0: set, 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 hang set, set up. A, hang out with your family
2: is a good one. All of us just saying Gus kind of rhythmically. You probably get a, like a cold. <laughs> that's like a that's, like, that's, that's like, Gus Gus in like a, a It's a beat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Gus. <laughs> it's birthday. <that's it's>, <laughs> we Gus parentheses. Skip. All right, when we're Close done here, we're gonna
0: work on we're gonna work on this album. Are we still in the intro? We got a lot works. Yeah, we got a lot of no, more. No, we're in the words. intro. Yeah.
2: We're, okay. I don't know if the pause after the singing was long enough that. No, not, not, no, 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 Okay. No. Sorry, I'm kind of doing a meta view for everybody at home. The now. metaverse, yeah.
1: Since you've been gone. Since, since you've been gone. You want
3: answers? I think it's I'm a You can't handle the truth. Just gets it. The bring back your goddamn honey, but
0: I know
1: it will. I can <laughs> I <can do> <laughs> My mom always said, black box of chocolates."
0: I Why'd you yeehaw Lucas? <laughs> that was that's still one of my iconic. favorite moments, yeah, iconic for sure,
3: if I do say so myself of myself about yourself. welcome in, welcome, any new viewers? this might be their first time listening, you ever think about that
2: that's yeah, we never think about no, it no we right? don't i uh... this is this is Brandon here, <laughs> we're usually talking directly to like four people, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: this is Lucas here.
3: And I'm the dad. That's right, folks. And you've stumbled (laughs) into one of the greatest listening experiences you could ever stumble into. The greatest show on turf. Just the good, the bad, the movies. Why do we assume they're stumbling?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of our fans have cerebral palsy.
3: (laughs) A percentage of them do, yes.
2: (laughs) Probably a higher percentage than
3: nationwide. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I was yanking the, the introductory duties away from you. No, that's fine. Probably because you guys were, were tangenting. Yeah, we, we started Shinsu on Bengali. a tangent. We're I figured you were taking tangent.
2: the reins anyway, so I was just gonna... I'm usually in the back seat anyway, so I'm, just, I'm in the same spot as always.
3: <laughs> the backseat of the horse. You can't get the reins. <laughs>
2: the the sidecar of the
0: horse. The horse car. <laughs> the houseboat.
3: I hate backseat horse drivers.
2: They're the worst. <laughs> the worst. It's just like a wagon I've tied to the tail. I'm yelling They're from just like, three horses up. away. <laughs> spur him again. <laughs>
0: Winnie a little keep faster? Asking me to spur The horse.
2: <laughs> Does
0: he know how to ride a horse?
3: <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm going to put a whoa to this analogy. Because welcome in. It's the good, the bad, the movies. We've all done our host names. And this week, we're doing a little little movie, movie. as part of our, our Spooktoberfest. Downtown Spookboy special. It's a Videodrome from 1983. Videodrome! Oof. David Cronenberg's Videodrome. Some famous, might say his magnum opus. Himself. Some might say that. I got in trouble at school in a presentation for saying the word magnum opus as well as saying ostensibly in class. <laughs> you did message us that. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was doing a presentation the
3: other day. <laughs> we killed it and then the professor was like, It was it was great, but you guys like might have used some words some kids might not understand, like Magnum oh, opus and that's right. ostensibly. And I was <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what ostensibly <laughs> means either, sir.
0: <laughs> ostensibly. <laughs> Yeah, that's just how you responded to him, ostensibly.
3: Yeah, ostensibly. I don't
2: don't know either, sir. (laughs) I just say it (laughs) It
0: makes me sound smart.
3: (laughs) Oh God, that's good. That's Uh, what I said. Honesty.
0: Cronenberg, um, a a pioneer in horror
3: films in a way. Yeah, a, a true weirdo. Some might say. And most people that might know Cronenberg would know him from The Fly. But none, That's right.
0: none of us have really seen any Cronenberg up to this point,
3: correct? We're all new. That's I watched uh, one of his movies called Scanners, I think, I yes, hardly two days ago. Scanners, I Hardly Know in preparation for the podcast. Okay. Which was his sort of biggest hit up to this point.
1: Okay. Which was
3: a, a wild ride, to say the least.
0: What Lasagna scale, what do you give Scanners?
3: I think I gave it a 6.5 or something like that. Okay. On the lasagna scale. Out of three. that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> an amazing <Not> score.
2: <laughs> 6.5 is pretty good for Lucas's harsh, harsh grading scale. So Harsh. Harsh.
3: Especially with Space Chimps set in the point nine barrel. Yeah, I'm still... <laughs>
2: space Chimps and Drop Dead Fred kicking the bottom. Uh, well, we both feel hurt about it. No, no, no. I'm like fake mad about it, but I'm kind of real mad about it, too. <laughs> it's fine.
3: But before we get into all that... Are we drinking beer, fellas? We are. Tell us about our beers, Lucas. <laughs> um, Take a guess. Don't a, show him the can. We got a nice, bronzy, Cuban-style IPA out of the sour region. It's a cider from the Hefeweizen. It's from Cold Smoke.
2: Wow. <laughs> a, he actually a, nailed that.
0: A sour cider Hefeweizen IPA bronze it's cold smoke. I think minus
2: you missed that it's Bourbon County, so like it's technically a bourbon. Oh, nice. Oh, like really? a real bourbon, yeah. <laughs> um but besides that, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. And it
3: Thank obviously you know. has
0: an Okie afterbirth. Well yeah. That's a given. Well it does. Um today <laughs> we've got Wasatch Brewery. This is one that Kelly had recommended, the brewery that we got for Bat Squatch,
2: I, I thought. It, okay, I thought it sounded familiar. Well, oh, I just saw Satch and I thought of Sasquatch again. And then you thought Bat yeah. So
0: Wasatch Brewery, I think this is from Denver or something. My mom actually sent this to me. There's a place in Billings. Shout out. Shout out Mama K. Mrs. Brandon. Good crack. Shout out. Shout out, Rat Boy. Um, there's a place in Billings called oh, City we'll Vineyard. The- <laughs> Wait, <laughs> um, <laughs> He's playing it, so. There's a place in Billings called City Vineyard, and she sent me, like, a Facebook post about it, and they have, like, a ton of pumpkin-themed beers for October. And one of them specifically was called Black-O-Lantern. Ooh. So what it is, it's a pumpkin stout brewed with pumpkin and spices. Um, it's a mix... It's a velvety chocolate pumpkin stout. So we got chocolate Damn. and pumpkin, uh, 14 IBUs, 12 fluid ounce cans, what? 6.66% alcohol. Normally they go to the 10th. This one goes to the 100th for that 666 action. I'm gasping in terror. Oh, Wasatch was out of Salt Lake City, actually. You ass. What kind of madman would cross an imperial stout with a pumpkin ale? Our brewers, as it turns out. This rich, chocolatey Frankenbrew is a dried spice and scary
1: good. Boo! <laughs> these guys oh my god you scared me a little, little warning
2: here <laughs> oh, we're all gasping in terror
1: um
0: so yeah let me i'll get a crack going here seth's already drinking what do you think
2: i don't know what the fuck this is <laughs> i just i don't even know what it tastes like it's good but it's kind of scary it's a little hoppy 14's not very many ibees no. though it's dark because it's a stout yeah but it's not like bitter no, it's not bitter. No, it's but not it's, chocolatey or pumpkiny. But it's, I think it, it's mostly velvety. Actually, of the three that they listed, it's punk, probably mostly punk, velvet. Of the three, yeah, it's, it's velvet. Then it's chocolate.
0: Then it's pumpkin. Pumpkin. Pumpkin seems to be is the, the least
2: last. concerning part <laughs> of it. Hint of
0: brewed near a pumpkin patch. Just a smell good. of it. <laughs> um, today. Seth was late coming over to our place. He fell asleep and came back. And he was yeah, like, hey, you want me to bring sense. any food? And we are like, sure. He's like, I'll get Pita Pit. But Maureen only wanted a soda. And I said, get her a vanilla Dr. Pepper from those Coke Freestyle machines. And when he came over, he's like, I had to make another stop at a gas station because they didn't have vanilla Dr. Pepper. Coke Freestyle
2: like, mm-hmm. would be a good EP.
0: Yeah, I would. But Ooh. he was like, they didn't have vanilla Dr. Ooh. Pepper. So I got her the next best thing, which was a Agua agua fresca lemonada and i was like how is this anywhere near <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it was the next oh, best thing you said it sounded cool yeah it agua fresca lemonada and it did not taste cool it tasted hot it, the opposite it was it was rough it, it, marina wanted something with carbonation and caffeine to affect her headache and it had neither of those
2: two things either i thought it was carbonated
0: to
1: be fair <laughs> so but that's our beer today so beer city over here moving into the movie 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 movie
3: yeah i i did we can be fully what is it transparent transparent yes the famous show about the transparent we need to be fully transparent with our audience i did the script this week which is an oddity so i'm kind of winging the structure of this as well so brandon is now when i talk about the director yes oh captain my captain did you use the template that
0: i sent you that's on our google drive
3: yeah but sometimes we i mean we often go on on little journeys outside of the strict structure well going off books i have i have
0: a very strict structure that i have of the the script itself but then things do derail many many times
3: many moons derail many moons So anyways, in the Videodrome We have our director As we've talked about before It is David Cronenberg The Canadian auteur Famed, I wrote here for captaining The body horror genre Yeah, No one does the body horror like him He sort of has pioneered it And made it his own
1: No one does my body horror like he does I don't know
2: Get to the good ones
3: (laughs) (laughs) Get to the good ones we have here are some of his his selections. We've had Shivers. We had Scanners, which I saw before this, a wild film. Um The Fly adapt- adaptation of the Kafka book. Naked Lunch a movie called Crash. Existence Oh two
0: thousand five Best Picture Winner?
3: Different Crash. crash different oh. Crash. He's not that is not his game, my brother. <laughs> no, not at all. He was so excited. He made he made a movie called A History of Violence. And he made a movie this year, actually, called Crimes of the Future. Oh, that's movie. a. Tr- yeah. Did you. Did you still alive. Yeah. Did you say. Ex- He's 79 years old.
0: Did you say extends, like the penis pill?
3: No, existence. Oh. With a Z. How are I you didn't... familiar with the extends pills?
0: Um, well, I'm a pharmacist. And. And there was a guy in our high school that was a wrestler. That apparently he took extends and everyone called him Long John Pfeiffer when he went through Oh, the shout sh- out. Yeah, shout out. Shout out, Rap Boy. Whenever he would
2: go in the shower, he would just hang in brain. Who was Pfeiffer? I don't know. I remember that nickname. I'm trying to put a face to it. But all I can see is a head. I think he was a grade or two above us, though. Ah. Billings West? Yes.
3: Okay.
2: I didn't know the fly was based on a. Uh the kafka kafka-esque yeah kafka
0: yeah
3: the sort of transformation i believe it's the second adaptation i think his is the most well-known though i think it there was an adaptation I... in like the 60s or something
1: is it a book or like a short story i want to read it now a novella Ugh. it's pretty it's like weird the little prince i've heard it's
2: really weird like it's a it's just about a guy turned into a bug
1: yeah Bugs. right up cronenberg's
3: alley Speaking 100% of, Speaking of weird writers, the writer of this movie is David Cronenberg. Nice. He did it. Ooh. He does did it he, all himself. Now, does he normally write his own movies that he directs? He does. He normally does a lot of this stuff on his own movies. He's often grabbing a camera. He's adding in his own movies. He's chopping it up. He's producing them. He's an independent sort of guerrilla filmmaker, if you will. So
0: some could tie him to the directing prowess of, like, James Wynn of Birdemic Shock and Terror. He likes to do it all on his own.
3: Often compared. I was thinking,
0: like,
2: Tarantino. Tarantino. (laughs) Or, like, what was the guy's last name? Or the guy last week? Mio? Hayazaki? Yeah, Mio. Hayazaki. Hayazaki. Doing the writing and directing. Uh, The other one that I thought of, which has only done, like, one thing, is Ben
0: Zeitlin, who did Beast of the Southern Wild. He wrote, directed, produced edited did the casting and the score for it i was like god damn dude oh shit calm down
3: i think the coen brothers often do a lot of jobs the oh, they and they all they do have like fake aliases yeah in their credits oh so really for some some yeah monetary reasons i think i don't remember so they don't get audited
2: wouldn't you
0: be
3: Precisely. audited
2: more if you had fake names <laughs> whatever
3: they can't catch you
2: no that's not like yeah. you put it in the credits for everybody to see <laughs> they don't read those well,
3: and John, Car- and John Carpenter, who is a contemporary, a horror contemporary of Mr. Cronenberg's, he's kind of the same deal. And he even goes so far as to score a lot of his own movies. Nice. He, yeah, he does the pianos and the synths and all that. Okay. Hmm. Moving on to cast, we have a couple people you may have heard of. The lead, James Woods. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I found that out like twenty minutes in. You're like, this guy sounds like James Woods. I was like, it is James
3: Woods. <laughs> From Family Guy <laughs> and Conservative Twitter fame, James Woods. <laughs> I wait,
0: what? The first thing I think of him is Family Guy. Conservative Twitter fame?
3: Oh he's a big yeah, he's a big Trump guy. Oh, shit.
1: I thought it was yeah. this in like um his name's not Hades, right? Who are you talking
2: about? The god of the underworld. Yeah. That's Hades. Hades can ruler of Hades? James Woods, ruler of Hades? No, he's the voice actor in Hercules. Oh! <laughs> and I'm trying to remember that guy's name, because the underworld is called Hades, but...
3: I think the guy's Hades, too. Yeah. i want to look at yeah. it. Anyway. Who's
2: next?
0: He what
3: lives else in we his got? name. Um, I think that's what I'm thinking. James Woods was Hades. You're right. The female lead of this movie is a little lady called Debbie Harry. <laughs> Deborah <laughs> Harry. <laughs> yeah. The lead singer of Blondie. and. A femme punk icon. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a really cool casting choice.
2: Yeah, I would love to know the story behind
1: how that came to be. Casting the lead
2: singer, Blondie. (laughs) Well, if, if it was like... If he'd already had a couple big movies, if it was her reaching out, if it was him reaching out, if it was just like some weird correlation from a separate staff member entirely like hey my cousin's the lead singer of blondie <laughs> wanted to be the femme fatale i'm
3: looking through the facts i think i don't have anything if i remember right i believe she was like on a hiatus from blondie and was doing some movies and she was in a john carpenter movie and he kind of ran oh. around the same circles as Cronenberg. and he's she linked up with him through that
0: she was like yeah i'll I'll show my nipples on
3: tv she's in a imagine john carpenter and they Kronenberg. would all imagine yeah imagine not that the parties they would all go to in the late 70s, early 80s. Jesus. One of, one of
2: the biggest female lead singers of the 80s, two of the biggest directors, and just the fact that it's the 80s.
3: And complete psychos, weirdos. Complete psychos. Every
2: every room is dimly lit red.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: David Lynch is there, too. <laughs> he's just
0: attracted just by red lights. Yeah. He,
3: oh, he's sure, I'm sure. he's Yeah, exactly. He's kind of the same sort of deal as them. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a moth. He just loves lamps. <laughs> that's true. That's often been said <laughs> about David Lynch.
0: <laughs> he's
3: just like a moth. Yeah, he loves lamps that's in that way. Too. Um, some of the cast besides those two, we have Sanja Smits, we have Peter Dvorsky, we have Leslie Carlson, and we have Jack Creeley None of so, those
2: are names I know. I know yes. Sanja was the professor guy, but that's because I watched the. Oh, credits it's the a man. End. Nice. And Sandra was Professor Oblivion, or Doctor, whatever it was. Professor, it, yeah. But it was
3: yeah. <clears throat> okay, Oblivion, and I have a plot for you guys if you guys are so oh, willing to, to receive one. Give it to me. I'm a ready. Programmer <clears throat> at a TV station that specializes in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast. was hoping yes, no. you're gonna
0: end it at the producers, like he's searching for the musical, the
2: producers, like
1: that'd
2: be wild I'd say that's a pretty tame plot relative to what's going on to what we watched yeah
1: what's going on
2: oh dude mm. small note here we had live music last night at the brewery i work at
3: oh yeah you uh, sent a snapchat about that
2: yeah uh she sang that song twice because she got through she oh, was nice. there from five to eight and she got through everything it's like seven forty-five, and she's like I'm all out of songs. I'm supposed to be here till late. I'll play like one more. I'll just do my favorite one. So she played Four Non Blondes again. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. And some guy at the bar is like, that was awesome. Encore. Because he just came in and she did <laughs> uh, Who Knew by Pink, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's funny because nice. your microphone awesome. on your
0: phone is so shit. It's awful. Like you can barely hear anybody. So when you sent like, we've got live music. Yeah. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs>
2: it's just, I didn't hear
0: any live music. I only saw Armando. Well, I thought that was <laughs> video. Just a
3: picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So there we go. It's <laughs> a live photo.
3: All right, moving on to some history. Boop, boop, history boop, boop.
1: lesson with I didn't like history Lawrence. in school.
3: One of my least I, favorite subjects. I loved it. Speaking of school, I got my field experience placements this this past week here. Where are you going? I'm going to be hanging out at Hellgate High for both of my field experiences. Nice. Nah, yes. Yeah.
0: What? What grade? Uh, freshman and juniors. Oh, no. The what whole are you, gambit. And are you English and history, or just history? Just English. <clears throat> oh, just English. Just what English. books are you making them read? Um, mein Kampf. The history of English. <laughs> Minecom. comp. First book at uh, freshman year is <laughs> <Speaking laughs> <of guy, Mein laughs> That's a
3: bad joke. Yeah, I can't teach that bad. <laughs> I heard of her yell from the of Kanye. <laughs> that's a joke.
2: <laughs> that's a joke. For any prospective students that'll be listening in the future to this <laughs> oh, shout out rap boy. Yeah. <laughs> shout out rat boy shout out rap boy it's too many shout outs now
3: we're gonna get <clears> to Rap <throat> Boy in a second but for some history before that i have a quote from from mr cronenberg himself on the on the formation of video would you guys like to hear it would love yeah well i'm here <laughs> <clears throat> with with video drone <laughs> I wanted to posit the possibility that a man exposed to violent imagery would begin to hallucinate. I wanted to see what it would be like, in fact, if what the censors were saying would happen, did happen. What would it feel like? Question mark.
0: I feel like this is what every, um, like, grandmother, when they see, like, their child playing, like, Modern Warfare, someone's like, they're gonna start killing people because of these violent video games.
2: That was
3: That's kind of what he's going for.
2: Literally, my grandma would, like a step-grandma, but you know, family. She would say that watching me play Modern Warfare in the living room, and then she would ad nauseum advocate that I join the military so I can pay for school. (laughs) I was like, uh, pick
0: a lane, right? (laughs) And then she she would crush up a zanny and snort
2: it, and you're like, grandma. That was the craziest part of this flashback. Step-grandma, what
0: are you doing? (laughs) What are you
3: doing, (laughs) step-grandma?
2: Snorting zans?
3: (laughs) What are you doing, step-grandma? Another little facet (laughs) of the foundation of this movie is part of the premise of this movie was born out of David Cronenberg's childhood, where he would be fascinated by late-night television broadcasts where smut or violent films would sometimes appear due to the signals getting crossed.
1: Mm,
2: I watch showgirls that way. Well, not the same way, but yeah, late night In a similar stuff. way, yeah. La- yeah. Yeah, late night. I mean, things weren't getting crossed in, like, 2006. You know what? Yeah. You know, after 11 p.m., Comedy Central
0: says shit and fuck on there and not bleeping out the words, so. Yeah, like Robot Chicken. I was about to say, yeah. And then ad- everything Adult Swim, really, you get your uh, Aqua Team Hunger Force, your Robot Chicken, your Futurama, your Boondocks Saint, or uh, not Boondocks Saints, the Boondocks. Boondocks. <clears throat> All those good ones. I'm Who missing does. something. I'm missing a big one. You're probably missing several. I am, probably.
3: A lot of years of programming, probably.
1: Yeah. I'm just thinking of ones that I watched, and there's one, like, <laughs> big one.
3: <clears throat> anyway. We'll let, you, we'll let you think on it, because my last little bit of history here is that Videodrome marked the first collaboration between Cronenberg and makeup artist Rick Baker. Who, along with his mentor Dick Smith, is universally considered the greatest special effects artist in movie history. He was the winner of the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup for An American Werewolf in London, of which he has seven total Academy Awards. Goodness. Yeah, and some of his credits include King Kong, The Empire Strikes Back, Michael Jackson's Thriller... A little movie called Rat Boy, shout out. Harry (laughs) and the Hendersons, Batman Forever, Men in Black, every single werewolf movie, Planet of the Apes, and he did Robert Downey Jr.'s makeup for the Tropic Thunder movie.
1: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, and that kind of shines here in the movie, I think. The special effects is this guy's deal, and he really just seeks out new and challenging endeavors.
0: Wait, so he is... This guy was primarily special effects, and then Dick Smith was the makeup
3: guy? They both did special effects and makeup. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of the old deal.
0: And they're winning Academy Awards for both, or one of them? They won
3: makeup first. He he won... Rick Baker, the guy in this movie, won seven Academy Awards for makeup and hairstyling, yeah. Okay. And then his mentor, Dick Smith, mostly was working before the invention of the award, because the award came about in 1981.
2: Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Was it called a little movie called Rat Boy? Shout out, or is it just called Rat Boy? <laughs> Rat Boy. Okay. And then he did
0: a little movie called Rat Boy. Shout out
3: the
1: sequel. <laughs> Holy shit! The sequel. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh,
3: <laughs> if if you Good. guys are a little in a little playful mood, you guys want to want to head down guess that budget alley.
0: That's another song we sang. We're gonna
2: rock down to
3: Budget oh, Avenue. That's what I was gonna ask.
2: Was the Werewolf in London song written for that movie or vice no. versa?
3: And I was really mad because I watched that movie a couple days ago, and the song is not in the fucking movie. Are really? they separate
2: entities? Separate There's entities. no way they're not connected. How are not two connected. people thinking about werewolves in London and making millions off bullshit. of it? That's crazy. That neither the of those song are came out
3: three years before. Yeah, and so the they're red not red related at all had the idea for, like, 20 years before this. Yeah, it's stupid. Huh, I was with the whole insane. movie waiting for that to pay off, and <laughs> I love that song.
2: Yeah, I do, too. And I hate Kid Rock for ruining it. Because <laughs> when I first heard the All Summer Long song, Singing I was Sweet like... Sweet
0: Home Alabama, yeah. awesome.
2: I was like, this song's awesome. And my dad's like, check this out. Show me Sweet Home Alabama, and then show me Werewolves in London. I was like, oh, he stole everything. That's... He did. Awesome. And so
3: did Leonard he, Skinner. He's the
1: country rocker <laughs> of Weird too.
2: Al. That's why the.
0: What did we say about Weird Al earlier?
2: Weird Al Qaeda, <laughs> Weird Al Qaeda oh, Yankovic. Wow. <laughs> I just saw it on Twitter. I stole it. So you're <laughs> just like Kid Rock. I'm, I'm no better. Than you're Kid worse Rock. than Kid Rock. Let's go down to Budget Avenue, and then we'll take it higher in the podcast, so to speak.
3: Good song. Good song.
2: Today, while I was showering, I was
3: I making
0: branding. I was making up a new song for like the budget for like season five. It was basically the same thing. It was like. <laughs> If you hate reading books, and you say "fuck it," let's do some math and guess that budget or something like it. It was That's the not same
2: bad. same tune. I just like yeah. You just put a little swear in there, spice yeah. it up for the adult listeners. <laughs>
3: this this after is a, dark after yeah <laughs> after, after eleven dark. p.m. So, what do you guys think the budget is for this?
2: Oh fuck,
0: this is this is rough because I've never had to guess budget or like ratings. So
2: you've always been in control. Yeah, who do you want to go first? Yeah. Because yeah, that's your, you have to
0: tell. That is,
3: that is my impetus. I'll have Brandon go first. Okay, I'm going to,
0: this is yes. 1983. Yes, sir. Okay, those two stars, you got makeup, you got a lot of things. I'm going to go
2: $18 million. Mm. It's funny you say that, Brandon, because I was thinking about $19 million. You're thinking about $18 million and $1, Steve. <laughs> yeah, see what the Price is <laughs> Right treatment feels like. <laughs>
3: The newbie gets it. Even though it is a little bit off, it is 5.9 million dollars mm. was the budget for this movie. Horror Damn. movies often tend to be a little little more stripped back than the other productions, a little cheaper to make. Um I but the special effects for this one were kind of out of control and this was at the time Cronenberg's like largest budget and it was his largest budget for a while to be working okay. with here. Makes sense. More of an independent filmmaker, yeah.
2: I figured with, like, the best makeup artist of all time and two pretty large names, it would be more, but Inflation or whatever. Morb? No. No, no, no. <laughs> moving on.
0: Morb. We, got, we were droming so hard in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think it made opening weekend in terms of dollars? Do you want dollars? me to continue going first? Yes. Sorry, yeah. I don't
2: speak for Lucas.
0: Yes. So this came after The Fly and it came before The
3: Fly. Oh, it came scanners. before.
0: But after Scanners. But scanners was big before that. But before it was, Clash. It was sort of a
3: put him on the the critic scene, critical scene.
0: Okay, critical scene. That's important. I'm gonna say that it maybe it still broke, but not by a lot, like six point five million
1: opening weekend. Okay, Seth, what about you? I don't know, three point nine.
3: Just go the other way. Sethin gets this one because it was only one point one million dollars. Mm, I thought I was
1: Snoopy style.
3: You're not Snoopy style.
1: <laughs> you're Seth. both. 1.1. 1. 1. Okay. Okay.
3: Cheers. US and Canada. Total. My, my boys. My boys. Brandon going first.
1: My good boys.
3: Alright, 1.1. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go 11.9 million. Nine. Million. <laughs> Seth hits it again. It's only 2.1 million dollars. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, the poor little poor little guy did not make it back yet. What do you guys think it made worldwide? Last guess here.
0: I think that yet was a a, a coy to make me go high on this. I think so too, because I don't see this like really booming outside the U.S. I mean yeah.
2: Pittsburgh. You should come guess on.
0: really low, like two dollars, and yeah. you'll guess three. Yeah. <laughs> so the only way I can win is if it's one or two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go back to my original and do six point
1: five. Okay. say nine again
3: brandon evens it out because they didn't make any money outside the u.s and canada it's still 2.1 million dollars it's total worldwide certified Certified. flop i was worried it would
2: either make zero dollars outside the u.s or like a crazy amount outside the u.s zero makes more sense
3: the guatemalans would have loved it
2: (laughs) would they have yeah they gotta watch no i'm thinking of guantanamo bay I don't know where Guatemala is or Guantanamo Bay.
0: For Guantanamo that
2: Bay is in Cuba. Guatemala is a part of
1: Central America. It's next Correct. to Belize. Nuts. Ooh. Why do we? Is Guantanamo Bay a U.S. prison? Yeah,
3: yes. it's like an island on Cuba, next to Cuba.
1: Do we send to like torture on people? Cuba?
3: Yeah, we do send to torture people. I don't think it's on Cuba. I think it is because we used it when we hated Cuba.
2: Yeah, I thought there were like prisoners from Cuba in there. No, 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 no,
3: no. They're all. I really don't know any Middle anymore. Eastern. Yeah, I think it's uh, still it's not going funny. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: they, it's not a funny. lot
3: of human rights abuses go on there.
2: <laughs> That's what you know. The band uh, Flowbots that did Handlebars.
3: Yeah, they were
2: like. They're they're more of like a political rap band. Like it's two dudes that rap, and then it's like an entire orchestra behind them, and yeah. a couple different songs. are like free guantanamo bay we didn't ask for this i'm like what the hell i thought you guys just did the handlebars song (laughs) you know it's really good like i like their music but it's kind of crazy to listen to them rap that shit like that (laughs) you know it's funny because you told me this
0: exact story no way. When we were in eighth grade at Riverside Middle School, because it, like it came out in, like seventh grade or something. You are like, you know, this band is like a political rap band. <laughs> I was like, whoa, pump the brakes. Seth. <laughs> we're in eighth grade here. Man, I've changed. To-
2: <laughs> I haven't changed at all. I'm just. You as- were so woke. I'm just Communism. as dumb and. <laughs> I'm just as dumb Move, as communist because yeah. I was not eighth. Grade. Our resident communist here. It's been a while since I've been brought
3: up. You guys want to hear some taglines?
1: Yes. Oh yeah.
3: There are four of them, so get, oh. your, get your voting stickers ready to put on your <laughs> outfits. Because the first one is a shocking new vision. That's not bad. Okay. That's next, not bad. Next one is a vision of enormous physical impact. It's kind of the
2: same
1: thing. I like the first a little more.
3: In the same vein, a terrifying new weapon.
1: And finally, a little little
3: detour. First it controlled her mind. Then it destroyed her body. Long live the new flesh.
2: That's such a long, long tagline. Me.
0: It
3: long also paints
2: somebody who I didn't presume to be the main character as the main character. Yeah, Which is interesting.
3: It is a little bit odd that it's female
1: genderized. Yes. I'm going number one. Number three, my lord. Number four number for me. You like the long of the flesh. Weapon. I love long of the new flesh. I didn't
2: like the new weapon because it. I felt like ah. I won't get into it. Right you now. felt like ah. Yeah, that's that is how I feel a lot of the time.
3: I'm going number oh. one. Okay, we don't have a consensus, which means we have to we'll, make our own. Well, you have to make our own. Any ideas, fellas? I'm sticking with getting the Drome Autodrome. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't sell. I haven't thought about it. It would not
0: sell. Um, well, this movie apparently didn't either, so we gotta help it out.
2: So, it's not gonna hurt. Welcome to the Thunderdrome, bitch. Nice.
3: Ooh, bitch. It's um, important. Videodrome Ooh, I- wasn't built in a day. Mm. Nice.
0: I had one more. <laughs> for pun. Like it. <laughs> yeah, mine is another pun. Oh, God. Videodrome killed the radio star. Video. Nice. <laughs> okay, I like it. Literally. Four. Pun- <laughs> <They are> four the- <laughs> torturing, in a way. To- very torturous. Oh my god.
1: Gah! Gah!
0: So four pun-based ones from us. Yeah. To go up against their four.
1: I'm, yeah.
2: I'm picking our four any day. I. Oh, absolutely. Squat Except up. for... Mount up. It was a clear white black night? A clear white moon. Down the boulevard with the crystal whip. No, that's not it. We're doing different songs. Yeah, we
3: are. Alex, hi, Alex. Alex is waving at us. They say hi, hi Alex. Hi, Alex. She
1: Alex, not hi. Saying nothing. Oh,
3: me? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, no, the other hi. Alex.
2: Alex, I turn myself into a hush
0: puppy. <laughs> Do you marry me for my treasure, Dan? <laughs> With that,
3: let's get into some cat facts. <laughs> Do you guys so have any we've... any submissions? Cat facts. And Video facts, facts drone, yeah. Long live Jerome, the new facts. Man. Oh, okay. Wait, what did you just say? Long live the new facts.
0: Long live the new facts has probably got to be it. That's probably it. Heart yeah. of
3: facts after the song for Blondie. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, a man after my own heart. There we go. Mine heart. Part Ooh. of facts. <laughs>
2: Blondie's, Artifacts.
0: Blondie's biography instead of my song, mine Heart." That yeah,
3: yeah that was it. I listened to that song like sixty times yesterday. <laughs> That's a in lot preparation of for the movie. Yeah,
2: to <laughs> <laughs> really get into the character of the female lead.
3: Really, and she was not a whole lot like her video music video character.
2: No, I've watched that music video a lot too. Actually, yeah, I've seen the ten seconds you've shown me, and if I can say, they seem like different people. <laughs> Almost as if she was acting in, <laughs> acting, if not one,
3: both yeah. of those
2: pieces of media.
3: Well done to her. We
2: mm-hmm. used to
0: sing it in choir all the time in college, but we would only do oh, just super loud across the whole auditorium. Piercing. That's sick. That's super Haunting. sick.
2: So, are we doing heart of, heart of Facts or Long Live the New Facts? Heart of Facts.
1: Got it. Artifacts. What about it, Nikki? Is it socially positive? Well, I think we live in overstimulated times. We crave stimulation for its own sake. We gorge ourselves on it. We always want more, whether it's tactile, emotional, or sexual. And I think that's bad.
2: Then why did you wear that dress? Sorry? That dress, (laughs) it's very stimulating. And it's red. You know what Freud would have said about that dress.
1: And he would have been right. I admit it. I live in a highly excited state of overstimulation.
2: Listen, I'd really like to take you off to dinner tonight. Yeah,
1: you, you, Professor you to do Oblivion, what do, you think? do you think erotic TV shows and violent TV shows lead to desensitization, to dehumanization?
2: Is the microphone the television, the television screen... screen. <laughs> Has become the retina of the mind's
0: eye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeehaw!
1: That's a that's a block of that blue. That was He was clean,
0: too. It was a good resonating falsetto. I'm not bad. No,
2: he thinks I'm bad. Do you want to do you want to join my barbershop choir? I don't want to be in the old man barbershop.
0: It's not actually super old man. I mean, there are a lot I mean, of old men,
2: but there are some young people. Get the
0: yeah, kill okay. for
3: them.
2: Yeah, do I, <laughs> do I need to get along with anyone, or can I have no. like little squabbles with everybody and do like yeah. backstories You'd like change and kind them? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to change
0: them. Can I chain or them? bathe them? Okay, or chain them. Um.
1: Yeah. What would you sing? You think, bass, baritone, lead, or tenor? I'd probably just vibe, whatever <laughs> felt natural
2: at the time. You could do bar. I I see barry or lead. The lead, you don't have
0: to learn any parts. You just sing the melody.
1: Bury in the lead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're doing... <laughs> <Is> that,
2: like, <laughs> think about Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah,
1: think,
0: yeah I, would do I would do the lead. If, if you did it, because, like, Naturally. tenor, I have to learn all these, like, sharps and flats as I sing in barbershop, and you're
2: just dashing through the snow. Oh, okay. No, I actually, I'm out. I'm not doing Christmas shit. I don't want to be a part of it. But then after I, the holiday I'm concert, out. Nope. then we'll do Nope. We're doing Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. I will not sacrifice my values. Okay.
3: About okay. Christmas music. Marcus. After
2: after the holiday season, I'll ask you again. What are these hard facts?
3: Some facts times. The first one I have for us is that three different endings were filmed for the movie. And that the ending we saw and that was used in the movies was James Woods' idea.
1: Movie. Ooh, really? Yeah,
3: yeah so he had some he had some idea control. Oh, he's got some ideas, all (laughs) right.
2: Have you seen his Twitter?
3: It's pretty pretty bad. I think he might have got kicked off even for some COVID stuff. I don't remember.
2: Like Kanye did recently.
3: He's on Twitter. He's off of Instagram.
2: No, he's off of Twitter already. I think. Oh, already. Did you see?
3: Did you see his tweet from last night? Yeah, the G one. (laughs) Yeah. He yeah, was a little sleepy, like so
0: he got say. a little anti-Semitic.
3: <laughs> yeah. No,
2: yeah. Brandon gets a little tired, a little anti-Semitic. Those things go hand in hand. <laughs> We've all done it from time to time. Brandon more so than others. but
3: Me on this podcast earlier, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, it was a joke. All right, so my next fact here is one of the Japanese porn dealers at the beginning is played by David Tsubuchi, who later went on to be elected to the Canadian Parliament. In his position, he oversaw the Ontario Film Review Board, which was responsible for rating movies out of the province of which Cronenberg is a member of, i.e. Sabucci would be the one to rate Cronenberg's films in the future. Wow. Yeah, and Cronenberg often had X and NC-17 ratings, like we said before, so it was nice Mm -hmm. to have probably an actor you, you employed before in that position. Yeah, Uh, some
0: representation to, like, who vouch
2: for you? Who rates movies in the U.S.? Because I didn't know Canada apparently is government-regulated. Is it still? I know that's for, like, games and stuff. I don't know if it's different for movies.
3: You might be right. I I still think it's it's the ratings board, yeah. There still is a board you have to go through. Um, I was watching an interview with Cronenberg yesterday, too, and he actually said that and like it's different now but in the 1980s at the time in the usa you could release like an x or an nc-17 rated movie in theaters and still have it like play or whatever but in canada if you released an x or nc-17 movie you'd go to jail so like he really had to get below the the barrier there yeah it was illegal to have those movies out you had to cross the
2: border to release it's crazy that you could be an elected official that just rates movies too like what a dream
3: job job exactly yeah My next fact is that... Wait, do you know the other...
0: Do you know the other endings at all?
3: I don't. I'm not privy. They're probably weird as shit.
1: Probably weird as shit. I'll
3: have to Google it. Google. The next fact is that movie critic Marshall McLuhan was the inspiration for parts of the film and for the character of Brian Oblivion. And Brandon, do you remember who Marshall McLuhan is? We've talked about him in an episode prior. (laughs) In an episode privy. Privy. (laughs) It's a...
2: Good name. I like the alliteration in both of them too.
3: I don't think I do. He was the professor in Annie Hall that uh, Woody Allen pulled out of the crowd, and he was like, "He's the one you should be talking to right now." And Marshall McLuhan was oh, like, "You have no yeah. idea what you're talking about." He was a pretty famous that's movie right. critic. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. And he was a professor of Cronenberg too at University of Toronto. I he think was Cronenberg's
1: professor.
3: Mm-hmm. A film movie critic. Yeah. Okay. Next fact: James Woods needed a double for the scene where he has a helmet on his head, as both Woods and Cronenberg were worried that the star may be electrocuted, and that weird <laughs> pulsating helmet that was that he put on. So Danger! Like, just, just put the double in it. He's fine. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> if he gets electrocuted, he gets electrocuted. You know. Yeah, it's not like we we can't James electrocute Woods James guy. Woods. What
1: we gotta say hell? Mr. Woods. <laughs>
2: Tiger Woods. Just get a different giant glowing helmet. You don't have to use the deadly one and substitute a person that apparently doesn't matter, ostensibly. It's like, just get a better
1: helmet that doesn't malfunction. Probably an undocumented worker. Probably. Worker without documents. <sighs> that they just... Painted lighter.
3: Probably. I think we nailed it. I think so. <laughs> get those men. <laughs> Alright, my next fact is most of the characters first make their appearance on a television screen of some sort before being introduced mm. as live action characters.
1: I think Aside all except Aside from Zach match, Woods. James Woods. Who's Zach Woods? Oh, Zach Woods is, uh... Zach Woods is, is Gabe, Gabe the from office. The Office.
2: Or in oh, uh, yeah. The League, he's the sad guy. Isn't he in Silicon Valley, too? Yeah, he is. My boy. I <laughs> love that <Zachary. laughs> And Marcus
0: Starr. My
3: boy! He'd be really good in a movie like this, some weird horror movie. He's got the sort of structure and face for it.
2: Yeah,
0: he
3: um, loved weird horror
2: in The Office, did. anyway. And our roommate hated when we said, if you were one Office character, you'd be Gabe. <laughs> you'd be Gabe. Hunter Hash.
3: Oh, we I did say that. All right, my Shout penultimate, out penultimate fact here, fellers. Punch! Is that the videotapes in this movie were actually Betamax tapes, as the VHS tapes were too large to fit into the false vagina stomachs. <laughs> you heard that right? Kay. False vagina stomachs.
0: Yeah, you you heard it.
2: That was my first thought when I saw I, it.
0: As I typed in my notes, I only referred to it as the gash. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I, I put but Gash I so many times. It. Gross, but I respect <laughs> it.
2: You were the one that brought Gash into yeah, this game in the vernacular nice game. of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Gash recognize game recognized game
0: as I as I...
2: Don't hate the player.
0: I did think that the bloody VHS pulsating goo balls did look small, A little small. in people's
2: hands. Betamax. Did you think they looked small? Yeah. That was your problem? Of all that you're like, the pulsing gooey, <laughs> bloody... VHS. VHS. it's a little small i wish it were bigger i don't get why they're so <laughs> tiny to fit in that gas they're of breathing his. don't worry about the size Ooh. so much
3: one of the things i was looking up this movie under like tv movie. tropes the website and it like tracks all of their their films and it said like cronenberg tropes that he engages with in this movie and it was just flesh and fleshy stuff a lot of his movies have a lot of flesh in them yeah, yeah. makes sense yeah and our ultimate fact here of always is our nomination facts only a handful here. It was the winner of the science fiction film of the year at the Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film. Fuck. It was the winner Do of Best Brussels. Cinema The Best Cinematography at the Canadian Cinematographers Awards. Mm. Which was which was a, a smallly attended event, surprisingly. Not a lot of people went. And it was nominated for eight genie awards. Including Wait. a tie for Best Direction with a Christmas story. What's
1: nice. Up? What did you said, genie? Yeah, that's why I went. <laughs> <laughs> I missed genie. that. Thank I you. did too. All right, Chris, oh. a Christmas story.
3: Yeah, like, same director. One that they tied it. He's like, we can't decide between video between drum and a Christmas, Christmas story. story. <laughs> you guys are equal.
2: <laughs> These movies are basically the same. They I tried they to get a genie, then offended. they tied it.
3: <laughs> Probably Cronenberg, and the so... director of a Christmas story. Cronenberg's
2: yeah. like I have to, I have to be up here with this hack on stage. The other guy's like I have to be up here with this this fucking weirdo.
3: Speaking of directors thinking he's a weirdo, I read that Martin Scorsese didn't meet him for a long time and was scared to meet him. And he was like, "I'm scared to meet you you're, you know, you're David Cronenberg." And he was like, "You're scared to meet me. You're the guy who made Taxi Driver, which is a <laughs> which is an equally
1: psychotic movie. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. It, like inspired crime, didn't it? A lot of it, yeah."
1: Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to meet this.
2: I, I've never heard of anybody putting Videodrome in their manifestos after they go on like a serial killing rampage. I I like to think that Taxi Driver
0: like was the
2: catalyst for like all crime,
0: like even like like yeah. nineteen twenty crime, like like Dust Bowl oh. crime. Yeah, and it comes, crime out,
3: the it comes out. It comes up. I'm just
2: Everyone thinking, had so much I'm, wealth and time on their hands; they had plenty of time for crime.
3: I'm just thinking
0: of like the weirdest era where crime might be the Middle Ages. The,
3: yeah, I exactly. stole that bread because De Niro told me to. It's, there's not a weird because time for crime. De
1: crime De crime's just me. always going to be there. Yeah, because the of taxi of drivers. Sad. Let's get into the movie. <laughs> movie. Movie. Why did I say it like that?
0: I don't know. I think I hic I hiccuped in between, and it came out like kind of British. Noe,
2: noe, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I have a couple ideas for Halloween costumes. Obviously, number one 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 is Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I sent you that one. That's the other one. The popcorn. (laughs) The popcorn. Yeah, Yeah. that's an important part of the 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 costume. The other one was. It seems too obvious and too on the nose, but I was just going to be like a giant turtle. But I, I think the, Mel, yeah. the problem with that one is I'm worried if I go to a party, the host would make me crawl on my hands and knees all day. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, no, I'm not actually a giant turtle. They'd be like, shut up. Turtles don't talk. I'd be afraid of that. <laughs> and the third one I was telling Brandon about earlier, I'd wear a leather jacket, white t-shirt, jeans, and a goblin mask. So I'd be the ghoul.
3: Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's spooky.
2: I just love the fact that
0: you're like, God, Halloween! If I'm dressed as a turtle, I'm going to be invited to so many parties
2: that I'm <laughs> that I'm worried they're going to make me be on my hands and knees all night. Yeah. i know they really make me crawl around like a turtle and it hurt my back. They, Shut up, Seth! Be a turtle. <laughs> they would have me in character and be but, calling me Mel. And but screaming. all the
0: girls dressed as sexy cats are just, just gonna
2: no they sex. can
1: yeah, <laughs> they, they can
2: do whatever they want. Sex, cat stuff, cat sex.
1: <laughs> the worst kind, cat style.
2: Is it worse than turtle style? Cat style is just doggy style, but it's in a dumpster. Well, we
0: already confirmed last week that the worst style is f- Drop Dead Fred style. That's right. <laughs> Where you wound crab wound walk fucking. into her. <laughs> or wound fucking, Help yes.
2: A wound fucking, crab
0: which walking is the new third base. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: which actually fits Videodrome a little bit. A little bit. Wound you would be surprised. Yeah. A little bit.
2: So Nicole Kidman yeah. <laughs> She's in the wind. She's in our bones.
0: Nicole Kidman dresses as Mel for the Halloween party, and they still make her walk
1: on hands and knees. Nicole Kidman, the turtle, the crab turtle, the crab turtle movie, movie. Um, Lucas, for the movie, did you take diligent notes
3: like I did, or uh, I took my like normal amount of notes?
0: Okay. What about you, Seth? I No, I took extensive notes like usual. What about Seth?
2: I took one note, and I said, <laughs> why is he laughing at porn?
0: <laughs> well, we got that out of the way, so... <laughs> there we Spoiler. Go. Thanks, Did you guys Seth. Have we'll see sp- you next week. Did it's you guys have a spooky the thing setup? No,
2: ours was not spooky at all. I sent you the video. It yeah. was spooky. It
1: was sp- the lights spooked. were off.
2: I was stuck with this guy. How spooky is that?
3: I sat in the the bright, the blaring dark. I don't know what I was saying. The, it's very dark. <laughs> the bright, blaring the, dark.
2: Yeah. So dark it's loud. Your thoughts get amplified in the <laughs> darkness.
3: Exactly. And I it was in my little beanbag chair that Brandon and Marina got for me right up on the TV. Like an inch away Aww. because my eyesight's not that that good. And, I have I you tried wearing your glasses? I don't have any for a long time.
2: And Jinjo the cat was in the... He's in the entertainment TV, center. the cabinets, um, yeah. entertainment center. And <laughs> little Alex, the ground. girlfriend, was away watching cartoons.
3: Correct. I'm thinking
2: of the new listeners that don't know these names, exactly. so I'm trying to oh. attach nouns to them. Ginger the cat, well done. Alex the Lucas girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I did say that um, the bracket is one lesson away from beating Birdemic as our top listened to episodes. It was so. two last I'd heard. Yeah, we're one away from tying, so. Damn,
3: who's, who's listening to this This ish? I think I
2: have listened to it once. That's like three and a three and a half hours. I'm I think Lucas listened to it three times.
3: I <laughs> listened to it a handful of times, yeah. It's I'm
0: impressive. gonna look real quick and see if it caught it. Nope, it's still one away. Drop Dead Fred is Oh my god, Drop Dead Fred boomed. Drop Dead Fred boomed. How boom. One, two, three, four, five. Drop Dead Fred is number six now. Wow. And if we don't count the bracket because it's not technically a
1: movie, it's our fifth most listened to movie. Past Minato Libre. Precious. We popped off, boys. (laughs) We're popping
3: off. As the downtown spook boys. As we do. Space (laughs) Nights. Nice. So we have a... For a Cronenberg movie, we have a weird introduction. Because we have a... We have a lady named Friday James on the TV. And she's Wait, doing was that some- her name? Yeah, she said it. She's doing some sort of goofy wake-up call, wake-up service broadcast on the television. Yep. Which wakes up our guy James Woods, who's called Civic Fax. TV.
1: It is Civic TV. I took this note because I thought it was going to be important. Because she said it
0: like four times. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna need to keep track of the dates. But she was like, It is Wednesday the twenty-third. Wednesday the twenty yeah. third I was like, Oh, I need to write this down. <laughs> Did not come back up. So not at all. Oh, didn't even know what month. And he he was eating pizza and he made coffee, but he was dipping his pizza into coffee
2: and laughing at porn. He was dipping his pizza into coffee?
0: Yeah. I didn't see that.
3: W- he was just like perusing porn pictures. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> some stills? He
0: oh. was wiping the pizza sauce on the stills, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was weird. That was other people's property that we find out. No, oh, kinda.
1: Kinda. Copies of. Well, he meets some Japanese guy. This is... This is, uh...
3: The, form, the eventual politician. Yes.
0: Meets Correct. him in some... Canadian Sketchy stuff. apartment building to discuss business with him to go over and approve new porn for the stills that he was laughing at.
3: <coughs> yeah, because it, it, Max, it appears, is like a producer of a scuzzy television network, and he's looking for stuff to put on his scuzzy television show for cheap.
0: C-SPAN. Yeah, we
2: get it.
1: Yeah, uh, is Cronenberg Canadian?
3: Cronenberg, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Okay, you probably said that earlier. I wasn't. Paying he attention. did. Yeah. He's an A-lander.
0: Um, we were watching the you're watching the little
2: (laughs) hey I'm landing here
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's what Sully said in
2: a spaceship (laughs) that's
0: what Sully said when he inverted the plane on the Hudson (laughs) hey I'm landing here I didn't know who Sully was. I thought I was thinking Monsters Inc. <laughs> every time, every time Sully from Monsters Inc. breaks into a kid's room, he scares him so bad because he breaks in the door. Hey, I'm landing here. Sully from
3: Monsters Inc. landed the Hudson plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and like
3: Mike Wazowski out. was Mike Wazowski was just <laughs> oh there. My god,
0: oh
2: my god! Oh my god! And as soon as he landed, he had the perfect one liner. They took a they took a poll recently. And they freaked it. Kids' number one fear is actually Italians. Oh
0: God,
3: oh, I believe it!
2: I've
0: been hearing a lot about <laughs> Italians just in general recently. Just it's... on like every social media platform, it's something about Italians. Yeah,
2: they're up to getting no out again. of hand. They're the next group to be prosecuted um, for like no reason. And, in like a hundred years, people can be like, "Why did we try to kill all the Italians? That was such a such a travesty." I'm, yeah, it was and we're just sitting I'm here making out like, out jokes meetings. about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, did you notice on the porn that he watches from the Japanese guys that they put a little geisha outfit on a dick? That's funny. <laughs> that's how, like, it started, and I was like, wait, they put a little costume on his dick? Maybe That's like why it? he was
2: laughing at the porn. No, well, no, Maybe. he was laughing just at the still frames earlier. Of just wait. the women's tits. Oh, the video they're watching? Yeah. I think that was, uh, like, a, just a wooden dildo. That um. had clothes on it, and she had un- Well, they put a geisha it. costume on it, yeah. Well, that's yeah. funny. It's it's funny, but it's not as funny as like putting it on a human penis. <laughs> on a
3: human's penis, that's funny too. <laughs> um,
2: just but thinking about it, the board members think it's
0: like who dicks. Max is a part of think these Oriental pornos are too soft and won't get enough views. They need something tougher, too tougher,
3: soft. more raw, harder more, than more the dicks with geisha costumes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, not realistic Geishas at don't all. Fuck, fuck me in real life. I need something <laughs> a little more brutal.
1: So he goes to his friend Harlan. The pirate. Who like a, yeah, the pirate. Yeah. A, a, an internet pirate who's, like, using
0: some... He's hacks the mainframe, basically. Yeah, bypassed the firewall.
3: He has a big satellite dish that he aims at countries, I guess, and picks up their, their SCSI broadcasts to steal for the network.
0: I put it that there was this really nice, like, Shot where it was like above the machine that he's working on to get the video on it. That it just says like danger above it. I thought I nice. thought that that was super
2: interesting. It's a, it's- it's a danger six hundred thousand millivolts.
3: <laughs> oh wow!
2: Which just kind of puts a latent suspense behind you that never comes to fruition. But it's like okay, if that's not going to happen, then I. You know, you are immediately not in control of what's happening and you're not going to be able to guess what's going to happen yeah. moving forward. I thought he, it was kind of a nice touch.
3: He's also dipping pizza in his coffee. You're right. It's all very unsettling, I think.
0: <laughs> very much so. And he was like, hey, we don't need to I don't remember what the fuck this was, but he was like, hey, get rid of this paper or something. We don't need to have this going around. He just eats the fucking paper. Harlan did. That was so a he, had a,
2: too. he had a sign that was like illegal footage. In oh, here. that's what it was. <laughs> Come get your illegal footage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> extra extra
2: yeah it's like i got Read your all boss about and it. just eats it well very weird and they close the door and there's a gag sign on the other end that he didn't see cuz the door is open yeah that says it's like it's not a very thing.
3: sympathetic view of media you could say no but critical
1: one might say what's one. the opposite of sympathy dimpathy torpedo oh. Torpedo. Hate torpedo. Hate torpedoes.
2: The opposite of a love triangle.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I just finished that part, and I, I don't know why I was so focused on the opposite of love isn't death, and not focused on the opposite of triangle isn't Is torpedo. torpedo. <laughs> I let Lucas have the biggest pass in the world. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you true. guys yelled at me. We well, <laughs> yelled at you for so long. Max ends up on a daytime like talk show uh, called the Rena King Show, and their question is shows on this TV channel, like, is this appropriate for audiences or whatnot? And other guests are like Nikki, she's like a radio host.
3: That's and Debbie then, Harry, uh, yeah. She's like, Debbie the, Harry. she's like a self-help guru on the radio. And then Professor Oblivion, yeah. who's
0: tuning in remotely.
3: <laughs> Oblivion, because he's like Irish, it's O apostrophe Oblivion. Yeah, Um, And he's sort of warning against it all. That's good.
0: He is. And my question here is, are Max and Nikki about to fuck on TV? Oh, yeah. Because he's like, you know what, like, Frederick Nietzsche would have said about your red dress or whatnot? You're giving off signs. She's like, yeah, I am. I'm, like, super intimate. And he's like, whoa.
1: Yeah.
3: And, yeah, it's funny because Oblivion's, like, proselytizing from his... His position on the screen while he's just like hitting on her ruthlessly and they're smoking cigarettes. He's like clearly asking me about her out her? like on it. I, th- I might have said it wrong. I think it means just like like preaching. It's it's
2: okay it's saying that was kind of
3: out loud. Yeah.
2: Context clues I got from there. But it was it was funny to see that kind of or not even see it but just faintly hear that juxtaposition of it because it's zooming in on him given his little monologue. You can just hear mm-hmm. James Woods every once in a while. I didn't see them getting along at first. No, not at all. Because at first he was like, you're fucking red dress. We want to talk about oversaturation, yada, yada. And she was like, okay, okay. He got me a little bit. And then at some point, he just seemed desperate. He was like, let me take you out to dinner. Like, you're fucking hot. On let me TV, do yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill out, buddy. I thought that was not going to go anywhere. But... Max ended up finding out that these torture porn
0: streams are not from Malaysia, like Harlan said, though. They're from Pittsburgh.
1: Nothing good happens it's, there. What? Where do you think this film took place? I think like Toronto uh, or
3: New York maybe. All films sort of take place in New York one way or another.
0: Seth said it definitely took place in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
2: Almost certainly. <laughs> in, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. He did say Pittsburgh.
0: I was like, no, it's not probably Pittsburgh. because yeah. She says, I'm going to take a trip to Pittsburgh, but maybe Philly
3: seems like the Northeast.
0: Yeah. Well, he finds out that they're from Pittsburgh, and Nikki comes over to Max's place that night and is going through his, like, movie collection looking for porn to watch with him yeah. when she comes across a tape called Videodrome. This is the torture porn that they watch from yeah.
3: Pittsburgh. Well, and first she's two. She's like, can you just cut me so I can get in the mood really quick? And James was like, what the <laughs> fuck? cut you. Yeah, and then she has like yeah. a bunch of scars on her neck where previous lovers had, had slashed her, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll just do it real quick. It's no big deal." And he's like, "I don't think so."
2: Just, yeah, he's like, "You let somebody else cut you?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's cool." Do you run at that it's point? Chill. You run? No, I don't run. I'm probably up. For, I, honestly, if I'm that far in and I'm with Debbie Harry, I'm doing whatever <laughs> she asks me to.
3: Even Honest even to cutting her. <laughs>
2: Just a little bit, nothing lethal. But I would, you know, I'd be like, all right, now you do me. Let's make it fair, at least. You know, I'm all about equality. It's egalitarian a- <laughs> mindset.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice it. You were the resident egalitarian here. Egalitarian, he communistic,
3: cut me guy. He's an unselfish masochist.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a masochist and everyone's my
1: mirror. Ooh. Way to go. That's poetic is it a little bit i'll think about it later. um
3: debbie really <laughs> wants to be on a videodrome she says too she's basically like god that that seems so cool Like, i want to audition i want to i want to do all this that seems like the life has like a woman yeah. on on tv is being like slapped and beaten with a, a, <laughs> a with a whip yeah. the yeah.
1: subtitles
2: that she's being flogged yes being flogged. <laughs> it did yeah it's, it's a, a, it's a <laughs> They were like doing something in the background. It says flogging continues on the the (laughs) television. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, now these two are naked on the floor, and he's basically piercing her ear with a needle and like sucking the blood off the needle. Uh,
3: uh, Some creepy wild sex. I did not like that. Would you run?
2: No, I'm not running. I told you it's Debbie (laughs) Harry. I'm not running. Ears mid sex. It's wild. I were, don't think they're having sex. I think they were just naked and doing weird shit. Yeah, their, I like, do too. I think it was just vulnerability and pain at its wow. finest. If it's, I don't think they were penetrating.
0: If it's Alexandra Dario, is there
2: oh, anything you Oh, there's nothing I, I don't do. do. Okay. There's nothing I say no to. She gouges my eyes out and I die a happy man.
0: <laughs> anyway. Death by suffocation from her breasts. Mm.
3: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this easy. was like the first shudder I had Anyways. watching
0: it. I didn't really? have a single shudder. Oh. Yep,
2: apparently, this part was fine for me and Brandon.
0: Yeah, I was surprised you were fine. I'm good with like everything gore, like, like I, I've watched things like this happen in like real life. Like I've seen surgeries when? and shit. So Brandon, he's been a part of some of them, but other I've things- worked a op-
3: freaky cult. Have you been? No, no, like I mean, like <laughs> it's I've seen the like ER
0: room.
2: Yeah, I've been
3: in like operating
0: rooms and whatnot. So I've seen them pierce an ear in the he operating
3: room. A, yeah, pierced yeah. their ear Brand- a thousand times.
2: Brandon's seen me drink 12 twisted teas in a row. He's seen true horror. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I didn't mind this so much. There's some other things later on in the movie that get to me because I'm... The gash. The gash. Just, <laughs> I, I've talked about my tripophobia already. I don't like when things are like a bunch of holes, like the little ones, or like ticks. Mm. Yeah. Freak me out. Leeches? Leeches are fine. It's ticks that get burrowed. Things that are burrowed into flesh, I don't particularly enjoy
0: or like spiders with a bunch of like little eggs on there. yeah brandon don't bring that up again that's yeah. bad yeah uh, wait when uh, was there
3: a tripophobia? we did here? we did yeah you did bait him on quite a bit one episode <laughs> that was uh without a paddle
2: <laughs> with the spider eggs and everything yeah the spider eggs i don't mind as much but like picturing spider eggs infested into like a frog's back that's what fucking gets me
0: but when was there tripophobia in this
2: I don't know if there was or not, but when I oh, feel okay. irrationally afraid and, like, disgusted by something, I assume that's what's triggering it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, she's into some weird stuff. He, he, he gets into it because he sucks the blood off the needle and whatnot, yeah, He loves and it. they're making out the, on the floor, and the floor slowly turns into the floor that was identical to the one on the Videodrome tape.
3: Yeah, he's sort of fantasizing about it, is my take from there. Yeah. Or maybe hallucinating a little bit.
1: No, oh, that seems like a stretch.
3: Yeah.
0: So it's the next day. Max is now contracting with an old gypsy woman.
3: Is, yeah, like, they're like, they have a meeting, right?
0: To Yeah, to track down the original version of the video drum for him, because he didn't like her porn that she submitted to him. There was like a Olympus, <laughs> Mount
3: Olympus kind of thing. Yeah, he, he said it was very naive style of porn.
2: He said Dionysus is like Dionysus and Zeus, I think
1: was the whole... Yeah, it was very Greek, yeah.
2: But, um,
0: she's gonna try and find it for him, and Nikki said she's going on a work assignment to Pittsburgh, of all places, and she (laughs) wants to audition for Videodrome if she can (laughs) find it there. But Max wants her to stay away. Don't get involved in that shit.
3: dangerous stuff, he's heard. She's like, dangerous stuff, I'll fucking show you, pussy. (laughs) She puts a cigarette out on her tit. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just like, no, don't, no, don't, oh, come oh, come on. <laughs> uh, she burns herself. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck, I forgot I put this in my notes, I put, oh my god, she put a cigarette out on her breast, this isn't Brandon's childhood we were watching. What? Yeah. Because last week I talked about, on um, Spirited Away, I talked about being, Thanks. or that, and Drop Dead Fred, or. Yeah,
3: Drop Dead Fred. And, no, it was Spirit. No, because I it was to to it on the pod,
0: but yeah, it was Morbius. It was Morbius, where I talked about being whipped by Twizzlers, putting my tongue in a 9-volt battery, staples in the elbow, and putting cigarettes out on yourself.
2: One of these things is not like the other.
0: What one is it? It's a cigarette burns, <laughs> clearly. Marina said that she was ashamed that when we were talking about being tortured as children, I didn't bring up her torture as a child, where her dad would hogtie
2: her and make them try and escape. That was the face I made, Lucas. Interesting, Kurt. And they would also spit on each other. And burrito blankets. Relentlessly. <laughs> and also they'd wrap each other in blankets. To make them burritos.
3: <laughs> Doesn't leave them outside of city limits. <laughs> <laughs> no, Under, yeah, but, underground.
2: Uh, it wasn't always a blanket. Sometimes it was a nice Venetian rug. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch gonna, of lime and them. bleach.
1: And a bullet
3: in her. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's funny too. After she puts her cigarette out in her boob, he's just like, "No, no, don't do that." And then he like puts she puts it in her other hand and le- gives it out to him to to do to her. Now she's like, "Now it's your turn to to fucking treat me like an ashtray." And he's like, "Uh, I guess." I mean, you we don't know, see you what don't happens. See it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. I was gonna ask. I don't remember seeing. It's it. It's inferred, but, is it but in, you don't, I, don't see it happen. I, I yeah. think he does. But is it implied or inferred? And a, that's Either another way. thing. We're gonna
0: Either think. way. Um, so now, My. Gypsy Woman. Her name is Masha. She uh tells Max that video drum's dangerous and political and he should stay away. It's not acting, and it's all real. There's like Max a minute and, and a half
3: long belly dancing scene to set it up too.
0: Yeah. That was weird. Really that was the weirdest I felt about the movie <laughs> it was the belly dancing scene. But Max is telling me that if she gives him the name of the producers of Videodrome, he will make her Greek porno show public on his channel. And she tells him that the man responsible for Videodrome is Brian Oblivion. Professor Oblivion.
3: He's like, oh, I just did a show with that guy. I love him. <laughs> that guy's awesome. I'll go talk to him, sure.
0: So he makes his way to the cathode ray mission? Yeah, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> we were t-
2: cathode ray is, like, the thing in the eye, right? Well, the cathode
0: ray is a little glass tube that can project light or, like, it's electricity not, it's
2: through It's not it. a part of your body. No. Okay. Well, it's just, I guess it's using it's that, and missions usually it's something you put at the end of that religious building. A cult.
1: Sure.
3: A cold.
0: But uh, so it was, like, an odd building all set up with people watching, like, little televisions with, like, different shows yeah, on it. it's like
3: a shelter... Yeah, it has all these like shitty TVs that are really staticky, and it was something that they were like, "Yeah, watching TVs helps them establish themselves back to reality of some sort." No clue what it was. Yeah, it's the main weird.
0: point is that Professor Oblivion is not there and communicates only virtually or through his daughter and cassette tapes. Correct. And apparently his daughter was unaware, Bianca Oblivion, was unaware of what Videodrome is, and he tells her to let her father know to contact him about it
3: right away. Yeah, sounds good. But, like, they they can't, like, have a conversation, so she's like, we'll send you a videotape.
2: Yes. Yeah, She also looked like she knew immediately
1: oh, for video sure.
2: Videodrome was. Videodrome? <laughs> I've never heard of such a name. He put it up like a brick wall. Like, the, if a conversation was a highway you're driving down, he just put a brick wall there and goes, Video Videodrome. Oh. And she goes, Oh, Video. Was that Japanese?
1: <laughs>
2: Life is a highway. Rascal Flats. And they do want to drive it. Yeah.
0: All night long. Um, he goes home. It's like nighttime. My next note is has Max ever used a gun? Why's that? Because he was like, he had the gun case out, and he like, took the mag out, and then was like, fumbling yeah. over all the bullets, and he just...
2: Somebody knocked at the door, and I'm thinking like, he's probably worried about the whole video drum thing. Reload the clip, and he like, yeah, like Bran's saying, fumbling it around. Yeah. He had like a, some sort of satchel that the mm-hmm. gun was being held in. A velvet case? Yeah. Velvety, Velvety chocolatey pumpkin. Velvety, chocolatey, pumpkin case. And he tried, like, close it, magazine's not loaded. Gun is not cocked, and he puts it proper. under a newspaper.
3: <laughs> yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's that's funny. That's just like like a joke where he's just like, ah, I'll will ju- just put this here. And Sort of leaves it. I'm I'm droming here. I'm droming here, and it's his it's his assistant. Yeah,
2: she comes and tells Tuesdays. Him. No, <laughs> TGI Fridays. No, Friday James. Thursday yes. Thursdays.
0: She comes in telling him Nikki isn't in Pittsburgh on an assignment and actually had time off this whole time and she goes over to like grab a tape that's on his thing and he runs over thinking she's going to grab video drone and he slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> he does.
3: The cage-style wicker man.
0: Cage-style. <laughs> yeah, a bunch. Yeah. And when he slaps her, she turns into Nikki. So he slaps her again and she turns back to herself. But apparently he didn't slap her at all.
3: Yeah, he's like, "Sorry for hitting you. <laughs> Sorry about that." She's like, "You didn't yeah. hit me." He's like, "Oh, interesting. Good. Yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs> yeah, You're right. I just meant like <laughs> that was a test in general. That was yeah. a test, and you passed it." it Brandon and I kind of got the same. Vibe. I felt the sexual tension. Yeah, because she was like, "Oh, you didn't hit me," but it almost sounded like she wanted the same Go thing Nikki it. did, where she like, "Yeah, well," and she was like, "Do you want me to stay the night after that yeah. for you?" She said, "Sorry for hitting you," and she said, "Should I stay here?" <laughs> Not it's a healthy a, relationship, but... no. It's Did a, you hit
0: me? No. Are you hitting on me? Like, something like that, you know? A little wordplay.
3: There word is a play. always a sense of one, like, party either being the dominant or the submissive in this movie, sure. I feel like. And I feel like as well, us as viewers are kind of always in the submissive. You're either the dominant, you're either the dom,
0: the sub, or the gash. Take your pick. That's right. <laughs> He's right, folks.
2: He's right. He's never been more right. <laughs> Tag yourself. Tag your friends. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's going to be the dom the sub and the that's gash. That's going to be my poll. Who's I'm writing it down. I'm going to write it down right now. Every group's got a gash. <laughs>
0: yeah, right mm-hmm. now us three, who's the dom, the sub and the gash? Of the three of us? Yeah.
2: <sighs> I feel like I'm the gash. <laughs> I don't um, know why I felt like sub. it, but you—I felt like you, you felt were like yeah, st- I, was, yasha, the I <laughs> was the dom, the five foot seven
1: dom. Well, I—I I don't know about that. I feel like Lucas might be the dom, and
2: I think it's because he does a pretty good job keeping us on track, and he's got you doing all the bitch work
1: every week.
3: Hmm. Okay. Bren likes to hurt people. Oh, because he's hurt people, hurt people.
1: Yeah, I
0: remember in middle school, I made Austin Craig carry my books to class for me. You did? Yeah. yeah. yeah did you manipulate that. him into it? I guess. yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. We talked about. This? Yeah, we have. You said you were going to tell
3: everyone his mom time? secret or something we, if he didn't.
0: What? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't talked about. I this. I brought it up on the podcast because we were all talking about like some of the worst things we've ever done, and I couldn't think of like many bad things I've done. Like I'm a real goody two shoe person, oh, so yeah. that was the thing that came to mind. Was, Having Austin Craig carry my books for me between classes in middle school.
2: Probably just because you knew how desperate he was for a friend, mm-hmm. and you took advantage of that. That's pretty mean. That's pretty fucked
1: up. That is pretty fucked up psychologically. But not
3: inaccurate.
1: What happens next? Ah!
3: Uh, oh, the, the tape, like, breathes after she leaves.
1: Yeah, Max
0: was all in a fluster after he gets her to leave. But she lets him know she's dropping off a tape from Brian Oblivion. And he grabs right. the tape and it bulges. Like, yeah, it breathes, basically. <laughs> and he puts the tape in and listens to Professor Oblivion. he's rambling about how things that happen in the television world are happening in real life. And the cathode ray and all that shit. Like, it's basically his propaganda that he's been spewing to everyone.
3: It but then all of a sudden of, he's like... Yeah. His religious... But
0: but then he's like, Max, listen to me, Videodrome is real. And he's like, oh, shit,
3: tuning in. You're tuning in now?
2: And he's... <laughs> yeah, that was Brandon's life. That, that was okay. me. I was like,
0: oh, I'm tuning in. <laughs> Max, he's talking all about how he had a brain tumor and how he had visions. And he thinks the visions caused the tumor. And from the doctors no, no, no.
3: removed the... Other way oh? around. The tumor caused the visions but he thought the visions caused right. the tumor oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Right.
2: doctors said tumors cause the visions Mr. Oblivion yeah yeah,
0: yeah. visions, yeah. Ca- right. visions cause the tumor and when the doctors removed the tumor the tumor was called Videodrome and Dr. Oblivion was the first victim of Videodrome <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck guy that- That was his, that was his, he said the tumor was called Videodrome and he was the first victim of it. He called it Videodrome? Yeah, and the doctors were like, oh, look at this Videodrome we just took
1: out of this man. Okay. He's, he's ostensibly relating his viewing experience as a tumor. Which means what now, Lucas? What? What does that mean? Ostensibly? Yeah. At first glance? I don't know. I actually don't know. If you look up the definitions
2: for ostensibly, it's worded so ambiguously that I have I think you can just use ostensibly wherever It's worded so you ostensibly, want. like... Sure is. Okay, maybe
1: not wherever. <laughs> it's an ambivalent word. And no, then Nikki shows up. Uh, ostensibly means apparently
0: or purportedly, but perhaps not actually.
3: Yeah, at first glance. That could mean that's everything. That's though. literally that's everything, everything yeah. that exists. That but is,
2: at first glance, is a good way to. We
0: have used it. it correct a lot, actually. Mostly, I'm glad. ostensibly, ostensibly.
2: <laughs> hey. You bitches! I wanted to say it too.
0: <laughs>
3: bitches! You bitches!
2: All right, where are we?
3: Oh, uh, I lost track. Bitches so in- love the books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I hate when I laugh
2: like that. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's that was my like- laugh.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Just
2: looks like an
3: air bubble coming up. <laughs> Got you, yeah. God, and then Nikki shows up. Well, yeah,
0: she's oh Nikki, you're tape, so fine. While Professor is talking and you whatnot, warm, some not. cloaked hey Nikki, some cloaked person hey. chokes out Professor Oblivion as he talks about video drum, and they take off the mask to reveal. Nikki behind it all choking out Professor Oblivion.
3: She's a videodrome <sighs> agent
0: and she wants Max to come to her and the TV starts to breathe and bulge and he basically phase shifts into the TV as he makes out oh, yeah. with her giant lips. Did he fuck his
3: television?
2: Yeah. I he fucked his
3: television. He had no, no, life, no, right?
2: I think it was I think it was like a vor kind of a vulva, yeah, I get it. No, 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 no. like there's a, there's a fetish about
1: people wanting to be eaten whole. Mm. It's very creepy. I think that, I didn't get that shown here, but... to
3: be exploring his fetishes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, some James s- Woods style, some kinky
3: stuff, nonetheless.
0: Very, very kinky. Max goes to the professor's daughter Bianca and tells her all about his experience of video drum <laughs> and tells him that she tells him the video frequency causes a tumor and that causes hallucinations based on what you just watched. And he gets to see who the professor really is. Here, she opens up a door to reveal a room. Oh, Lucas fucking died. Lucas
2: is dead again. That's why they call him Slim Shady.
0: (laughs) She reveals a room that is just a bunch of cassettes. She's like, this is my dad. Yep
2: why is that funny <laughs> no, daddy why is that funny daddy's home you just said she introduces him to thousands of yeah. cassette tapes and says this is my dad
3: That's and you're asking it why it's that, funny that was one of my quotes actually yes yeah, this is my dad and it's a blockbuster
1: <laughs> it's just lots yeah, it's of a video blockbuster.
3: it's like oh okay
0: <laughs> her, her da- dad's outdated media i was like gonna say her dad went out of business a decade ago
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs> probably when he died yeah probably probably um but yeah, his
2: existence <laughs> <as> man. <laughs> um,
0: his existence is through Videodrome and a collection of cassettes. Uh, he created Videodrome, actually, as the next evolution of man, but saw what it did to people and backed out on partners so that they wouldn't use it for evil.
3: That's yeah. right. And now he's, after he's dead, he's recorded thousands of hours of footage to, for his daughter to play at whatever is most convenient time. He's sort of a, a prophet oh, in that yeah. way.
2: Yes, Basic, pre-recorded messages to send out to anybody. Yeah, hoping they would um, apply to whatever situation it was, which makes sense looking back on it. The The very the talk show at the beginning with Max and mm-hmm. Nikki and Dr. Oblivion. When they're interviewing him, it doesn't feel like a live feed at some points. There's some points where he just like There's an agenda he has, and he, yeah, he's going to talk about it. But it seems vaguely related to the question she asked. So uh, it 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 makes sense looking back on it that they all are pre recorded because it felt like that in the moment when you're watching it, you don't realize,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: just a tiny bit, and then you find out he's cassette tapes all along. Yeah, (laughs) he He was he was bred the whole time. Uh, He
0: was bred. It. I thought it was very noble of him to test out video drum on himself and like you know he took the repercussions himself it reminded me of a nobel prize winner did he mean to did he accidentally do that shit well he he did it on himself but i don't think he knew what the true repercussions were going to be from it okay but it reminds me there's a nobel prize winner so there's a gut infection of bacteria called helo heliobacter H uh, pylori so h pylori mm. and he was like this is like super bad i have a treatment for it just Or, he's like, this causes H. pylori. And people are like, nah. And so he's like, I'll show you. And he drank this infectious broth and gave himself this gut infection. And then cured it himself. And then won a Nobel Prize for the cure on H. pylori.
1: I've heard that, actually, yeah. That's easy. Damn, Lucas, your voice cracked, like, a ton there. It's because I have H. pylori. Oh,
3: shit. Downtown spook voice. Love lads. Is that Aww. what it was? No, we've known that one.
2: I have... I, like I said last time, you sent me a list, but I didn't remember the love lads. Now oh, I said it again. <laughs> space sluts. <laughs> I don't remember
3: the Christmas one. We can never space, remember. Space slut, sluts.
2: Space sluts. <laughs> Christmas one is um, December Dudes. <laughs> no, that's pretty good, Jingle, though. Damn it. Jingle fellas. <laughs> Jingle gents. Jingle gents. Jingle
0: gents. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's two more that you're missing. Christmas crackers. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. Never mind. Right. He said it was
2: pretty good before you he heard what I said.
1: He's gassing <laughs> like, yeah, me yeah, up yeah, for yeah. no reason.
0: Why are these three bouncing heads gassing you, Baba, up? <laughs> you, Baba. <laughs> Quote from last week. But anyway, so, um... Yeah, we get to see all that. Max steals some of the tapes to learn as much about video I think drum as possible. she gives,
3: gives them to him. Oh, she did? Yeah. She's like, well, he, has he some. knows more about it than I do. Just gives him some tapes. Yeah. And yeah, he, she hands him over. He also learns
0: that uh, the guy at work who helped him illegally find Video Drone, Halson, is that his name? Harlan. 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 <laughs> um, Has not been
2: hallucinating this whole time. Halson? Ha-
0: I said Halson,
2: not Halson. I thought he said Halson, like no. Halson Burgers. <laughs> no. Eating that Har- old thing.
0: <laughs> so he learns that he's not hallucinating anymore. And. Max is at home watching all these new videos when he is he's got his gun and he's scratching it against his belly which has a little scar he, on it. Yeah, just from all the abrasion and he looks down to find a gash.
3: Very vaginally looking.
1: Very vaginal Fleshy. looking. Fleshy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, breathing he, almost too.
1: He got the pussy belly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he got that good pussy. <laughs>
3: Good, good. Yeah, but (laughs) he's he's got a slit in his stomach. Is he evolving? And then why did he stick his gun in it? Bro. Uh, No clue.
2: I think it was to test... From my understanding of it, I thought it was to test if it was a hallucination or if it was actually happening. Yeah, he, he wanted to test he stuck his stuck gash it in there, out. The gash disappeared, and then he was like, alright, that obviously wasn't real, because that's fucking insane. And he, like, tears apart the couch in the apartment, looking Can't for the gun, gun to prove that it wasn't a hallucination, yeah.
0: The gun was the proverbial dildo that he stuck in the gash. Oh, God. call sure, that. Is- his
2: gun was dressed as a geisha when he pulled out of the case, so it makes sense, <laughs> actually.
0: <laughs> I was upset here, not for the reasons you're thinking, just because we watched this- um, <laughs> Not Mar- for the stomach gash. Yeah, we were we were watching this, and Marina was on the couch reading a book.
1: And Marina loves the
0: books. <laughs> um, but I was just waiting for her to look over at some point during the stomach gash and be like, why does that man have a vagina on his stomach or something?
2: Yeah.
1: And she she did probably not.
2: heard us- well, she probably heard us both go, Ugh, or at least just me, because I don't think you even said anything. You were just like, Oh, vagina stomach. I've seen that at the hospital a thousand times. But <laughs> right. i I was clearly yeah, every five patients, yeah. And she probably either looked over really quick, saw a glimpse of it, looked away, or was like, Well, I'm not fucking with that. Yeah. If the crazy person in our house doesn't that
1: thinks that's yeah. gross,
0: I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> so yeah, he sticks his gun in there, and um he, it, his whole his gash closes up. Tears apart his couch in his room, looking for it. No gun to be found, and he gets a call saying Barry is outside waiting for him to talk about video drums. So he heads downstairs, um, into a car and heads to Barry. Barry is the head of Barry spectacular,
1: Convex.
0: yes, the head of Spectacular Optical, which was a company that like made glasses for third world countries,
3: but and also like defense made for missile defense North systems. America.
0: Yeah, and
2: worked with. Professor Oblivion on uh, Videodrome. We're still stealing quotes, huh? Here we are. (laughs) And
0: um, I'll just say it anyway. He said that Max was never supposed to find Videodrome, as those were only test hallucinations that they were sending out. And he tells them that all their test subjects require intense psychiatric care, but somehow Max isn't requiring that yet, so he's like, you know what? We're gonna test you out. We're gonna put this giant electrocuting head here on you <laughs> that yeah. we've now learned is electrocuting.
3: He, he, like, goes... It's kind of funny because he, Ostensibly. like... Ostensibly. Goes into this glasses store that the Spectacular Optic or whatever is, and he's, like, trying on glasses and I was like, hey, he looks kind of handsome in glasses.
1: That's my note. You
2: should try a spider type. He doesn't look handsome in the last pair he has. No, those no. he looks like a good, good one. The decadron one? The ones that look like he put them on upside down, but apparently that's the design? It looked like something Elton John would definitely wear, though. I don't think anybody would wear it. They literally just look like they were upside down glasses. Like, they're supposed to be something Elton John would wear.
3: Maybe they're surreal glasses. If there was
1: ever I such a they thing. Ju- I think... That would have been cool if they were surreal, but they kind
2: of just look
0: dumb
1: Dumb. as hell. Super dumb. So he wears- She's
2: super dumb.
0: I don't know. I thought I had something. (laughs) So he puts on this headgear that, like, he ends up hallucinating. They track it. They record his hallucinations just to see what's going on.
2: Um, (laughs) He fucking
3: leaves. (laughs) Barry? I'm not sticking around for this. Yeah.
2: Put this thousand dollar helmet on your head. I I can't deal with the creepy stuff that I put into the world. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna peace out, actually. Um,
0: I got glass
3: to sell, and then he sees Mickey.
2: Yeah, he hallucinates Mickey
0: coming towards him. Mickey, that's, 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 that's kind of I his did thing. Say Nicky. you said Mickey. No, I said Mickey. You said Mickey. I thought you were gonna say I said something else. Fred. No, no Mickey, not my from... friend. <laughs> but
3: <laughs> he's in the movie now.
0: But. It, he, he, he hallucinates her there in the red video drum room. Yeah, he says... David Lynch style. Well,
3: the guy says, too, before, he's like, everything you're gonna see from here on out is, like, a hallucination. So, like, don't worry about it. It's not real. We're just trying to track your hallucinations. Basically. So we know he's hallucinating. And we still the, see Really Mickey. the
0: only time we know he's hallucinating, for sure. We say, yeah. Oh, shit.
2: And she
1: ties up herself
0: so?
2: up. I might have just realized something now that you mentioned that. Mm. Oh, God. Are you oh, okay? Oh, God. Yeah, that's just... I've ar- I already really enjoyed this movie. Spoiler. <laughs> but um, that realization 3. that 2. Lucas may have forced onto me just now. <laughs> Wait, what did he force on you? Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out later. What did you force on him? We'll talk about it later. I just,
3: re- I just, I just said that the guy said it was all a hallucination once you put the helmet on, so don't worry about it. Basically. Yeah, but
2: you, we've obviously, you can't trust Barry Cherister. Barrister Cherister. Barry Convex. <laughs>
3: Barry Convex. <laughs>
0: Barrister Cherister. <laughs> she's Nikki. I
2: stole that joke. Don't laugh too hard.
0: He sees Nikki. She goes, ties herself up, and he just starts to whip the shit out of her, basically, in this video drum room. But when you zoom out, he's whipping a TV of her tied up in the TV, so she's feeling it through the TV. Yeah, yeah. still,
3: like, fleshy and everything a it breathing is. television yes
2: also i wanted to mention I, I said it during the movie but i used to be prescribed ambien which is like if you're awake on that stuff it kind of it's it's fucked up yes i took one when we were at the sussex house still fell asleep woke up like two hours later i don't know how i woke up on ambien but that was how my bedroom wall looked so, was so like the, as far as, like, as i got seen fu- that exactly like, so it didn't creep me out or anything so it's like oh yeah, yeah i've been the there like wall. i get it yeah. For people with
0: insomnia, like, yeah. just so you know, there are different Z drugs out there: Zolpidem, Zaleplon, things like that. Zolpidem is generic for Ambien. Okay. Some help you fall asleep. Some help you stay asleep. So Zolpidem, Ambien, is one that helps you fall asleep. Right. Although you probably should have stayed asleep longer, it is not one that helps you stay asleep all night.
2: And I've heard that it it doesn't help you fall asleep unless you're actively trying to fall asleep either. Like you need to be in bed, closing your eyes, being like, "All right, I'm making this choice." That was what the psychiatrist told me anyway when he. Prescribed it.
0: it can Why does st-
3: psychiatrist give me Ambien?
2: What it can still make you <laughs> drowsy, but yeah,
3: my psychiatrist yeah. gave me a cat? That's
0: another thing. Like with like Adderall, you need to be. I in would
2: prefer that, man. That's the
0: thing with like Adderall. You need to be in a mindset to like actually focus to do it.
2: Like I remember once again at the Sussex House, you I took, took Adderall, Adderall and, and I organized all our cupboards, and everyone's like alphabetically. I ordered it alphabetically by food type, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we like to keep it separate." For each of us individually, like not this is my shelf, this is Garrett's shelf. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I think I just—you didn't do anything about it. But that no, shows the
3: value of community, though, Seth.
2: Yeah, the community. That's isn't... true because Arm- Armando and I definitely like we don't worry about money too much. We both pay rent, and then besides that, it's like, yeah, I'll buy lunch this time. I have no idea whose turn it is next. Or so, like, whatever food is in the fridge or in the cupboard, eat whatever you want i think the only rule and it's like a light rule is like if you eat everything just replace it you know sure you finish a bag of chips just go buy another
0: bag well i remember you also like cut up all the store coupons and arranged them by store and expiration date for us did i for like all of the restaurants in our area
2: nice all the (laughs) all the hot meals (laughs) in our area and
0: you cleaned everything which (laughs) i came home from school that day and i was like Oh, all the hot meals in our area that just got there. I came home from school that day because every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I would clean the whole house because it was trashed every other day. Yeah. So I came home and I was like, oh my god, I don't have to clean today? <laughs> I like that at all. Could you imagine what that house would have been if I wasn't there cleaning it three days a week? Or if I was, like, a drug addict? <laughs> well. I think also living in that house, all of us were so dry on money completely that we had no choice but to have our own things. Like, Garrett lived off his student refund. Tristan had his mom send him stuff. Connor had his grandma send him stuff. Hunter was living off of student refund because he was doing his play. You worked, but you didn't go to school. And I worked and did school.
2: They wouldn't let me go to school. (laughs) You tried. They said I was too poor.
0: (laughs) They said he was too poor to go to college. We were supposed to be roommates together our sophomore year. And Seth just told me one day, he's like, so I guess I haven't made the decision yet, but the school just told me I don't have enough money to go to school. So I guess you're going to have to find a new roommate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they emailed me that. They're like, oh, by the way, you're not coming. <laughs> oh, this is news to me. I planned. I'm am moving in the fall. I I planned. This garbage. On. Um, what's next in the movie though? Before we get too far in this rabbit hole. So as it zooms out further, after he's
0: whipping the TV, you notice he's not whipping Nikki anymore. He's whipping Masha, the gypsy woman that he's been helping. Brandy he can't is. say
1: gypsy anymore.
0: Yep. Oh yeah,
1: you're not supposed to. Roma. Shit. The Persian woman, I don't know, what is... Romanian. I think they're called the Roma people. Are they? Probably
2: a specific subsect of Romania, which is probably equally rude to say, but it's not gypsy, so people are cool with it.
0: Okay, well, he after that, just just then he wakes up in a bed thinking it was all a nightmare. He's like, oh, thank God none of that happened. But as he rolls over, Masha is tied up, whipped, and dead in the bed. And Max is like, fuck, fuck, fuck. He calls Harlan over to take pictures of what happened in the bed, but there's nothing there.
3: He hallucinated it. That he killed and I put, the lady. Hallucinated.
0: I put a great note here, is great acting from these two going back and forth as they like scream at each other and he's like saying, like, I don't have to be Harlan was like, I don't have to be here for you. Like, I'm coming in at this point, you're having me take pictures of nonsense. It was I thought it was superb acting. That was pretty good. But they're going to end up going to the office to see if Videodrome aired overnight at all. And what was aired? He was afraid it was his actions aired on TV as the producer of everything. And at work, Harlan tells him there that he has never been, there's never been a Videodrome broadcast at all. And then he calls in, what? knock on the door,
1: bang, 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 Barry. Mr. Convex himself. Big twist. Huge. but not expecting it. There was no
3: pirate channel at all. They were planting it just for Max to see.
0: Exactly. Harlan's been working for Barry. Well, we were expecting
2: that a little bit, though. Yes. That Harlan was kind of like an undercover guy. No, didn't expect it at all, actually. I said that to you like mid-movie. I was like, oh, I thought he was like a... Nope, didn't expect it at all. Nice twist. Didn't believe you. You didn't believe me?
0: Nope. Ass. Well... Harlan's been working for Max for two years, but this whole time working for Barry to get video drum out so that uh, they can use Channel 83 to broadcast video drum.
3: Yeah, essentially so he public- was like, yeah, the people who watch your channel are like the, sc- the people's weed <laughs> are like the scummiest, grossest people in the world. And they should basically die. He's like, but instead of that, we're going to brainwash them so they can be like, we can use them for good. Yeah. And then they can die, or some some effect of that. And the way you do that is watching this horrific Videodrome broadcast.
0: And this part got weird, because they, they tell him all this news, and then they whip out a new tape for Max, like this bloody tape, and they insert it into his abdominal gash again. Like, that came back like a VCR. They insert a tape into him. When was the Cold War?
3: The Cold War went a long time. To 50s to 87, I think. Or early 80s? 80, oh,
0: or, or was it late 80s? I thought it was early 80s. Yeah,
3: whenever the Berlin
0: no, Wall
1: fell.
0: Yeah, it was the end of the Reagan era, so. Okay.
2: The way they talked about. Um, the heat of it was like 60s, 70s.
0: The way
1: they talked about
2: yeah. turning people into. Well, using video drum the way they were going to use it sounded like how Americans kind of viewed the Russians. During that whole span, and oh, even sure. today, yeah. honestly, it hasn't Excuse really changed. But like how we're hedonistic and leisurely, and how we're going to use them to be pure and like uh, uh, direct and instinctual, and like sure. the video drum is going to help us turn them into that.
3: Eighty two would fit right into that timeline, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, for sure. Well,
3: he's Canadian now, I guess.
0: They insert a thing into his. I guess they're worried oh, about it. Yeah, a gash into his abdominal. Ga- or a the nuke could leak A cassette, over. Sure a cassette could. into his abdominal. Cache like a VCR. And Max is hallucinating hard as he pulls out the gun from his so gash hard. earlier. Is He He might his, not be. No, he might not be. And his fingers and guns turn into screws that like go through his hand, locking the gun into his hand and like becoming a part of him.
3: You're shaking your head, Seth. I
2: didn't like watching
3: it. Yeah. The screw part?
2: Yeah. I was not a fan.
1: A little unsettling.
2: Body horror. Gore. Body horror
1: <laughs>
3: Seth's noir.
0: first thing as, when we like, we're about to start this like, you think this is going to be gross? I don't
2: like gross <laughs> horror. I don't like jump scares. I don't like gross. I just want psychological thrillers. Which is way too much to ask.
3: Yeah. I kind of like but the inter- gross. Sorry. Tell you, I like gross a little more than like pure gore. You know what I mean? I like body horror more than gore. I guess if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, okay, it does
0: it does the the one thing the things like i don't like horror but like slashers gore like all those things don't do anything for me psychological usually doesn't scare me like a shit ton either because i love psychological horror. Just like when we're, a we're gonna Canada get land. it too we're gonna, we're gonna. Just losing at Candyland gets me heated. That was your parents' psychological horror. <laughs> no, like, like the Shining. Afraid of it you is, losing. Like the Shining. Like we'll get into it, but it is a, like a psychological horror. Hmm. Like Get Out, Hereditary. These are all more psychological ones in a yeah. way. I'm not saying they scare me. I'm saying that's why I enjoy no, them. No, they're and, like, amazing. But like the well, ones they're that kind of scary. The one, yeah. But the ones that really get me are like ghosts and like demented children and shit with jump scares. Because then I'm like. I'm I'm the biggest
2: baby there is possible with a, ju- a ghost with jump scares. Oh, Brandon is worse than I am with jump scares somehow. I am with uh, Lucas on body horror over gore and that subtle but important distinction. Because gore a lot of the times, and it's not for every film, but if there is a lot of gore, it's almost self-indulgent to the point where it's like they're doing it just for like, uh, for gore's sake. Like, yeah, it's exactly. not part of the movie it- or anything. They're just like, oh, check out how how fucking... Sadistic, we can hostile, be. look at this and it's trying to
0: hostile like the late, the latter, like, uh, saw movies. Because, like, the first saw movie is a psychological horror film, yeah. But the ones after that, yeah, anything after really
1: two like- or three, yeah, trash. I get it. So,
0: well, yeah, this like gun thing forms. He's a part, the gun's a part of him now, and Max makes his way into the office, into his office not wielding a screw handgun, but goes into the boardroom, kills his two partners with a gun, and escapes the office, and now he's going to Bianca Oblivion. It
3: it was a cool shot of him leaving the office after he executes his partner. It was was a tracking shot onto the street, and then sort of lets him walk off. As he
0: went through the window. It was pretty
3: cool. And that's just like, even though this is like weird and gross and makes you feel spooky or whatever it's still like oh this guy is still like has his chops as a filmmaker he's just choosing to do this weird stuff you know and like he's still tell, like he's still pretty talented at his craft
0: you could tell oh my god theo's puffing up his beard look at him he's popping off why are you doing <laughs> that there's no threats in there right now <laughs> dude chill out as opposed to the normal
1: um,
3: amount of threats
0: <laughs> yeah well he goes to bianca and uh, he's ready to kill her, and she tells him Videodrome has programmed his brain to kill the last of the Oblivion family, and as he tries to kill her, she's, he's walking through the uh, cathode ray mission or whatever, one of the TVs pops up a video where Nikki is on there, and he watches Nikki die on Videodrome as she was used there just to seduce him to be a part of Videodrome.
1: Damn. She was a part of it all along. Damn, and uh, a TV morphs to show like a gun coming through the screen
0: that shoots Max in the chest, and he falls clutching his chest as the TV itself turns into a chest and bleeds out of those bullet holes. I thought that was cool.
1: It's cool. What did it mean? That him and TV are one, just like Brian Oblivion said earlier. Like. I-
2: the reality of TV as you watch becomes real in the real world. They're different realities. That's why the TV, when it was shot, had different wounds and James Woods had, was clean. No, it but was like shot at all. But like that's him as well in the other realm, the TV
3: realm or whatever.
2: But they're not the same.
0: Maybe not the same, but he think, is there.
3: I think I took it as it was a, a hallucination and then he kind of came back to the real situation. Because isn't he then Mike, talking the to Bianca afterwards? Uh, I don't think he ever talks to Bianca again. He talked to her.
0: Oh, no, she he does, because she's like, you're going to go and you're going to get rid of
3: Bianca. Yeah, I guess it's like he turned, maybe she's like blowing out the brainwash or something. Because he's like turned, basically, I hope Bianca turns him, because now he works for Bianca. He works for the new flesh, essentially.
0: Yeah. And so he goes to uh, Spectacular Vision, trying to stop Videodrome, and Harlan just put the bloodiest of bloody vhs tapes in his gash what and as he does it
3: why was there a jamaican optometrist we no clue why it was a jamaican. is that just part of the hey, surrealism you got, yeah you got this script man i think it's part of the surrealism because you're like of all you're like kind of like waiting for like a spooky climax to happen and he's just like hey mon you need some new glasses here
0: you need some new glasses. Like, you got the this script,
2: man. I, What's the grind? And I, you're like, what the fuck? I want to say it's part of the surrealism for a Jamaican optometrist to be this far north. But I'm also <laughs> worried I'm racist for thinking that. So I don't, I don't know. Sure. Because, like, he's just living his life. You know, he's worked this hard to get into the optometry business. And people just keep making fun of him for his Jamaican accent, so he's never taken seriously. But maybe it is just a Cronenberg, like, you know it would be funny? It's 1983, let's have a Jamaican guy sell the glasses in this fucking weird horror movie. I
0: I love that you don't have any of that sentiment for me, somebody that's worked so hard to be a pharmacist,
2: as a half-Hispanic man. What (laughs) what leeway would I give you, Brandon?
0: (laughs) And
1: I'm super far north, I'm in Montana. Brandon. What percentage of your clients do you have on a daily basis would guess that
2: you are any percentage Hispanic?
0: I, b- very low. But yeah. like I've said on here before, that one woman passed by me and without hesitation went, You're Hispanic, aren't you? And I was mean, like,
2: Whoa. Treky, what you <coughs> yeah, right. She, yeah. You're Hispanic.
0: And I was like, I am. That's weird to shout out she can loud smell because it.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> she can smell. you can't see it or hear it with
1: Snediger as right. a yeah. last name. Sure.
2: Well, he does <laughs> pull
0: the bloodiest VHS tape out, and he puts it in Max's gash, but Max
3: a tape closes fucking, up his yeah. gash
0: on him.
2: Open wound fucks him with a tape. <laughs> and then he fucks it's the,
3: him. It's the fleshiest tape yeah. And then something goes on in, inside the stomach gash because Harlan pulls out his his hand and it's, it's like gnawed off and gross and bloody. It, it's
2: it's a grenade. It's skinned, but he's also holding a
0: grenade. It's
3: a
2: grenade, yeah. Oh yeah the The potato masher, German grenade.
3: I didn't know it was and a grenade he backed, until he until this scene that Brand's about to say. I yeah. didn't either because you could hear you could
2: hear a little clicking, but I immediately was like, "Oh, he's yeah. holding a grenade!" Duh. I was like, oh, "Is that a grenade?" And then he, he it explodes and he doesn't like fly into bits. He disappears. Y- no, yeah, he <laughs> implodes. probably important. He implodes. Either implodes sure. or
0: disappears. And so, um. Harlan's dead or gone now, whatever we want to say, and Max is in an optical showing of some sort, like this big conference yeah, room. Yeah, Barry
3: Convex is, like, doing a presentation at this eyeglass yeah, he's, convention. He's preventing
0: the Medici 2s or whatever, a new glass li- glasses line, and he runs up with a gun, but not the ordinary gun, a flesh-covered gun.
3: His arm, his arm gun marriage has further evolved, and now it's like a big, giant, fleshy tumor. It's super on his- infected. Yeah, it is super infected.
0: <laughs> and he he runs, kills Barry inside, then uh, erupts out of every like Barry literally like every organ comes out of every orifice of his. And uh, Max is now just leaves. He's like, all right, my job's done. He ends up on some houseboat.
3: Well, and this is interesting too because he's like running away and runs to this houseboat, and the whole time he's like puts his hand in his coat because he's like trying to hide his like gross big tumor hand. But his hand is also fine the whole time, and then in a little bit here he takes his hand out and it's fine. So that's like a another clue maybe for the hallucinating, not hallucinating debate. That sort of dominates that he might this just movie. be
0: murder- murdering people. Yeah, and maybe
3: he not. Will yeah, he-
0: and so he's in this houseboat and he sees a TV, and on the TV Nikki pops on the TV. Saying, she has <laughs> learned a lot since they last saw each other, and there's a life after death.
3: Yeah, she's like, I've learned a lot, I've learned there's a life after death, and it kind of sucks. She's like, she's like... But you should join me, yeah, so that we can you? do it together. And he needs so, to fully uh, transform into new flesh. His arm is not enough. He, yeah,
0: he needs to kill the old fish. And Max watches on the TV, as on there, him he shoots himself in the head. Basically, like... If Videodrome is real and all these things were pre-recorded and whatnot, in a way, if he's not hallucinating, it's also showing his future.
3: Yeah, he, he watches a recording of him shooting, getting on the ground and shooting his own tumor brains out.
0: Yeah, and so he walks up to a fire, kneels down, pulls the trigger, and you don't see him kill himself, but you hear a gunshot. Hard Roll cut, credit. that's
3: Videodrome.
0: That's the end, that's
2: Videodrome.
3: Oh. What's that sigh? An indicator of seth
2: I was just doing a bunch of theory crafting in my head. And <laughs> I think I'm drawing more circles around the
3: point than I am.
1: Yeah, the baby. What?
3: What what's your guys' interpretation for the end of the movie before we before we venture on to our concluding activities?
1: I kind of think i already said something about it earlier but maybe i mean there is a body horror aspect and some
0: surrealism obviously some surrealism to it all but in a sense of like in 83 when technology was maybe just starting to erupt that technology can kill you in a way in general
3: so a lot of a lot of that i liked how to that point brian oblivion like we're all gonna have online names and that's what everyone's gonna call us and then he's like you're freaking right we have usernames and twitter and I'm Gobnard. Rap, you know. Rat boy. Exactly. Rat boy. That's kind of our life. <laughs> rat now.
0: boy rat Boy is a prime example. I mean, check out our Discord. We got Mutt, we got Gobnard. Is it, how do you say it? Gobnard. Gobnard. Damn. We got Raisin Brandon, we got Willy Wanker, Nacho Libra, Minty, M um, Bone, you got. Rock Hard Cum Sock. We do. Still haven't figured out who that is. We don't know who Rock Hard Cum Sock is. I'm over trying to figure out people, so. Yeah. Whoever you are, just let us know, like. And then, then we know. have John. And then you have John. Remember John? I don't remember John. Oh, you also have just Kelly Tilson.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and
1: you got, uh, what was it? Magic Cactus. You got Mel the Turtle. It's an odd crew. It's <laughs> very odd. <laughs> what about you, Seth? I don't really know what message to take from it. I, I'm I'm with Brandon for the most part. Um
3: Yeah, you are with me right here. Yeah. We are together. There physically, is physically some message of like not completely rejecting it, but it's like using the evil for good or whatever, because he he gets video dromed and he's like this big tumor gun guy.
2: <laughs> he drones.
0: And they're like, so
3: we have to use the flesh for good. We have to You can use this power, you can evolve to the next level, but you can't
1: be doing it to feed evil purposes, I guess. See, I was just thinking about how...
2: maybe the the Barry and Harlan characters were never real, Mm. and that Oblivion was the mastermind behind it all, because before they watched Videodrome, both Nikki and Max had both seen oblivion on the television so i thought maybe that was the perpetrator into their into their brains like sure. was seeped into them because at the end of it all like it, it seems like he kills those two other guys he kills harlan and, and barry right sure. harlan disappears barry starts like exploding like his yeah. body starts cracking apart like some unrealistic shit when he kills his coworkers, that shit actually happens and i thought that maybe oblivion's daughter yeah, you don't get to see their everything. violent deaths like the other two They were just shot. They were just shot. They just died. So I thought they were made up. I thought Oblivion's daughter was like the mastermind of all because she shows the, the tape of Nikki getting killed. Right. But it also is that same red room when he's hallucinating, quote unquote, in the fucking giant helmet. So I thought maybe he had killed her. She's using that to make him mad about some other shit. I don't know why she would have herself killed, though. I'm so confused there's, by my own theory crafting.
3: There's some larger point, too, that I think is made pretty clearly across the movie, where it's like whatever happens on the screen also actually happens. Like, that is a reality that becomes constructed because we saw it. Like, we don't know what the apparatus is. If we see something, it becomes real in our heads because we've seen it happen. So there's yeah. some, like, blurring of what's real, what's not real, what's. Yeah. What's reality and when well, you see it?
0: We've talked about this a lot. Is like the unreliable narrator. Like, what is true and what isn't? Like, this our is main character. That, yeah. yeah.
2: Even so. regardless of that, because they do different perspectives between narrator and non... If you assume James was the narrator, because they do shots of him with his grossed up gunked up hand that's morphed with his gun more yeah yeah and there's some scenes where he's just like he's got a free hand like when he's walking up to kill his coworkers, like he reaches into his pocket and grabs the i gun. have a yeah so i have a question it's really just for you seeing yeah so
0: if say barry and harlan were made up they were yeah. all hallucinations yeah and you said like nikki was they they saw professor oblivion in the talk show and whatnot yeah, was she a subject of Videodrome as long as Max, or with the whole thing of like her in the Videodrome videos talking to Max? Was she a part of it with the Oblivion crew?
2: Um, when did she start talking to Max through the videos? Because it was post Helmet. It was pre Helmet. It was when
1: it
3: was indicator for you, Seth. It was it was when helmet,
2: be- it's it's hel- it's a it's a turning point for sure because they go straight from that to him waking up with Moshe Mosha yeah, dead. Uh, dead in his bed. So the in between that there's so much that could happen in between or even if that helmet scene even did happen in his in his actual I think life. The
0: first time she appears on video is after Bianca gives him the tape of Professor Oblivion doing all that. Because he kisses and like face shifts into the TV. Oh, that's right. So, and
2: he's like, what the I was fuck? just wondering
0: what you thought about that. That's tough. There's a lot to unpack.
2: Yeah.
3: I think everything after he puts the helmet on is meant to be sort of a hallucination. But I also also sure. think that the movie is cursing us with the idea that even hallucinations because they were captured on a screen, they become real. Like they were, there are there's some semblance of reality to them now. That's
0: good. Yeah. Like we are in a sense being video dromed.
3: With our YouTube podcast video?
0: No, 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 no. When we're watching the movie, we
1: are a subject that's, of it as well. That's true, that's kinda was... was
3: my submissive point when I was watching it so upfront and dominated by it in the dark.
1: Nice. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh It makes sense. It does. Is it
0: quotes ratings and review time?
2: It's pause time. Yeah, which I, is I the think, same thing.
0: Yeah. We've we've extended the podcast length like we usually we're done by now. This is a
2: very I think, good film though. I think good to talk about.
3: Season five. Or whenever Seth has come on, they've they've generally been two hours or longer.
0: They've been the only not, one was not, there was well, one not that complain. was under two hours. Right. There was one that was under two hours, but when I edited it, it was like one hour, two hours and one minute or something with the clips, but
2: that's fine. And what was that? Like Wicker Man?
0: No, 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 no. That was still two hours and seven minutes early on. It was one of the ones recently, but Mm. yeah,
1: let's do some quirs and we'll pause and we'll just all come back and reconvene. Do you think you're ready? To become the new flesh, you first have to kill the old flesh. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to let your body die. Just come to me, Max. Come to Nikki. Watch, I'll show you how.
2: Yeehaw! So bad every time.
1: You yeehaw! And not
2: wait the five seconds. It's so. But I listened to
0: that back and we're, like we're like, all right, we're gonna take a break right now. And like literally, like half a second later, yeehaw! Like, and then Luke was like, oh my god, oh no! And then like he tries to recuperate and clap. I was like, what's the point of the clap? You already yeehawed.
2: Wasn't your plan to like let's sing a song in sync together? So I know how to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sync up the audio. <laughs> There's bad yeehaw boys, dudes. Broncos country.
0: Let's That's ride. Vibe. I, I, there's a, one of my technicians is a
1: Broncos fan. Ooh. <laughs> Seth might be getting a puppy. Oh, he's just going text awesome. about it.
2: Let's do quotes though. I feel really <laughs> bad. I've been, I, I keep your, I've been keeping your wife. Up late at night on Sundays lately. Anyway, one of, of my texts. Time one of my up.
0: texts is a Broncos fan, but she doesn't know about the Broncos country thing from Russell Wilson. So I just go up to her all the time, and go, Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> She's like, what does that mean?
1: Nobody knows know. what it means.
0: That's my first quote, but it's provocative. It's
1: quote, it's quote time. How many quotes do we have? Speaking of quotes, I have eight quotes. I have ten quotes. I have six. I thought I had more. Seth, you know Last the drill. Alright. starting. First three. Uh, this is, like,
2: very beginning of the movie when uh, his assistant's doing the wake-up cassette tape. She says, Time to slowly, painfully ease yourself back into consciousness. Mm, that's how you wake up every morning. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, this next one is he's going over the um, the geisha uh, this is my quote. dildo Asian porn. In the boardroom. Yeah. Uh, the well, other guy besides yep. Max is not tacky enough. And he says, tacky enough for what? And he says, tacky enough to turn me on. <laughs> oh,
3: not mine.
0: Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. looked over at someone and I was like, are you taking that one? He's like, yeah. I was like, all
2: right, I'll stop. Yeah. Well, there's a couple we had to, like, parcel out. Yeah. Uh, third and final one for now. Oh, he's talking to uh Masha after the belly dancing scene that weird, it's like a restaurant or whatever they're doing um and he says it's just murder and torture i think it's what's next talking about like television <laughs> and she's says, no vibe huh? and she says then god help
1: us <laughs> that was a
3: cool quote she was the only one who had sort of any sort of moral standing even though she was like lusting after the young waiter boy
1: yeah
2: who she looked w- like shit that guy was awful looking <laughs>
3: And she was like, that's my type. I
2: need to find a screenshot of him. He looked terrible. A bit too old for my type, yeah. He had, like, pure black scruff and then, like, a very light brown toupee.
1: It was horrible. I don't know if that's just what the 80s were like. Unfuckable. entirely.
3: I have four quotes here. My first is when I thought Seth stole. It's when he, I think he's when he's discussing the oriental pornography and he says, oriental sex isn't natural, but it will give us an audience we've never had before, <laughs> which is an, an insane thing to hear. I thought Wait,
0: you were about to steal one of my quotes.
2: Never mind, I've still got it. I think I thought the quote was that oriental sex is natural, though. Did I misread the subtitles on that?
3: Oh, I thought you said it isn't. I, I, probably, I didn't have subtitles, so...
2: I think you said it is natural, at least in the sub... But, like, yeah, the I subtitles did. can be wrong, too, so I don't know which
1: one it was.
3: It's interesting just to hear... Just shocking to hear it out loud.
1: Yeah. Either way, really.
3: My next is from Brian Oblivion, and I think it encompasses the biggest sort of larger mm. theme of the movie You're when he Brennan's says quote. the television screen has become the retina of the mind's eye. Fuck
0: you. Oh. I had that one, and I looked. I I wrote that down. I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" No,
3: but
2: Brian- he, he didn't take the cooler one though. There's a cooler quote in there.
3: Brandon can have the cooler one. I just think that's like a very interesting thing and something I hadn't. Seen before in movies where it's like what you see on a screen that becomes real because reality is only what you can make of it and what you see of it. No, it's, it's, it's all perception. Just like a, a weird. I took two. Yeah. I
0: took two from his monologue there, and that one I just went. What the fuck are you saying? What the fuck are you saying, Kobe Bryant? Are you the
2: same animal but a different beast? What the fuck are you saying, Kobe Bryant?
1: You're welcome. Ah, but I'm, <laughs> thank you kobe I'm, but i'm the best how many records can i sell more records
3: interesting it's a good commercial it's a great commercial all right my third quote is um he's talking third with what's, what's his what's the, the daughter's name bianca he's talking with bianca and they're looking over her mission and it's all like the homeless people watching tvs and he goes i love the view <laughs> <laughs> which is like really dryly funny. and then he's leaving again that's he good. says i love that's good yeah and then my last one i talked about in the episode is she goes well this is my dad and it's just a rows of videotapes
2: <laughs> that's my
0: dad that's funny all right my five here because you took one i think that's gonna leave these are all my quotes from the movie. I have three from Seth and one
2: from myself. Oh, I'm gonna shit. continue I'm with the nice. trend of the doing self-quote. a myself quote. I yeah, I, I like it. I didn't think you'd have me quoted. I because this one is Spirited Away. I both enjoyed so much that I was I wasn't really trying to make jokes out of them. I try. I stopped myself from
0: quoting you three more times. <laughs> <laughs> got <laughs> a lot to say apparently um, my first one is take uh, my when they're watching the torture porn at the very beginning after he like looked at the stills and whatnot and they're whipping her on the wall uh, Max just goes what is that wall behind her is it clay or something
3: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah it is very
0: concerned about the wall
2: texture he says cool. white clay yeah white clay. electrified <laughs> probably I was like, why do you know that <laughs> oh man that is foreshadowing I'm just realizing yes electrified um, the television has become the retina of the mind's eye. You said
0: that. Um, here's the next one from Dr. Oblivion. He goes, Oblivion isn't my real name. It's my TV name. Soon all of us will have special names. Names designed to cause the cathode raid to resonate.
2: And it's just some jargon shit that I wanted to take. I really- Not wrong. No. I, and uh, especially the, the special names part of it I enjoyed. Yeah. Because it's- I mean that's how people are credited anymore. Like if there if there's an actor or actress in Hollywood that has the same first and last name of somebody who used to be famous like 50 years ago, you have to put an initial in it or you have to initialize your first and middle name and then do your last name. Like that's why J.K. Simmons exists. That's why you know John H. Benjamin, William Jordan, H. Macy, Samuel L. Jackson, all the middle names that they have to put the initial in there to differentiate. You have to have a special name like yeah. that to stand out. Yeah. So I I I really enjoyed that quote, the whole thing.
0: Um my next one is from Nikki. She just goes, "Take out your Swiss Army knife and cut me here just a little." I was like, "Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa!" <laughs>
0: Come on, man, just do it. Um, fourth one here is, uh, "What are you waiting for, lover? Let's perform. Let's open up those neural floodgates."
3: Oh. Uh, that was one of mine. It's a mine. Oh damn! Yeah, we all had that,
2: that was one that we didn't confer on. No, we didn't. I just thought it was really it's weird.
0: But
3: it was, like, real sensual. It's, I felt yeah. it.
0: It's funny because at the beginnings of movies, Seth and I are always like, you can have that one. But, like, when we're absorbed in the movie later on, we don't talk to each other. That's we're, when you
2: know it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. When we all have the same quote. And, we and then, talk about um... It. I thought it was funny because she's, like, talking all sexually. Like, yeah, let's perform, lover. Let's get it on. Let's, let's open, open up, up those, those neural, neural floodgates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I said one earlier that's not in my quotes, but I almost quoted, which was the Jamaican guys. Like... Oh, you got a script, ma. Let's see that grind. <laughs> and there's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just want to bring. What's it. going on? But my fifth one here is um when Max goes back to visit Harlan, and he goes, "What's in the box?" And he goes, "Your head. I've got your head in this box." It was not his
1: head. It could have been. You never um, know.
3: Weird. Surreal.
1: Pre predate seven. It does. Spoilers. A number of years. Seth finishes that finishes off. Oh yeah. Oh, Theo's out. I guess I only have two more now. Yeah. Um Woo-hoo. They took my very last one. So this is when it's the
2: the assistant/secretary, I I keep forgetting her name. But she's in he thinks she's going to grab the videodrome tape so he slaps it out of her hand. And he thinks he hits her and all that. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he goes, I don't know, man. I think like, I'm getting a rash or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that explains oh, away all behavior. <laughs> that explains the slapping. <laughs> the, sla- the the apparently proverbial slapping and yes. the actual slapping of the tape away. Um, but apparently my ultimate quote, one we already took earlier, too, uh, when he's talking about... Well, he's in the taxi and it's very uh, it's Convex talking about the company... Says we make ex- inexpensive glasses for third world countries and missile guidance systems for NATO.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Which is, yeah, one you said earlier, but that's the
1: exact verbiage on it.
3: Good bit of irony.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: All right. My final three we did. Let's open those neural floodgates. Um, this one, Max goes to see Harlan. And he asks him. He's like, "Hey, man, have you been hallucinating?" Colin goes, "No." Should I be? And he <laughs> goes, "Yes, you should you be." You should be. Duh. That's that's the normal obvious. Thing. My penultimate one. It's at the very end of the movie. I think it's before he kills somebody. Max goes, "See you in Pittsburgh." <laughs> Blows their head. Oh off. my god! That <laughs> yeah. was
1: so funny.
3: And then the last one, which I think is the. The mantra of the movie is long live the new flesh. Yeah,
1: I almost took that as well. But I didn't. Yes, sir. I figured we were going to say it a bunch anyway. Right. Theo's going nuts. Um. Okay,
0: I've just got Seth and me quotes. He's bullying. The first one I've got here is from Seth. Very beginning of the film. Intro credits and Seth just goes, what is this? 2001 A Space Odyssey or something? You took that one? Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zooming
2: in, in oh, all the geez. shitty looking stars.
0: Yeah. Um, the next one, I started off, I was typing a note, and I go, whoa, deja vu. And Seth goes, yeah, I get what you mean. Whenever I have deja vu, I will think, wow, I've had this deja vu about this deja vu before. And then I cried at Ooh. myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why did I say that? Of, uh, when I had deja vu, duh. When
3: you are asleep.
2: Damn, yeah. Did that actually happen? <laughs> Uh
0: yeah, I don't know. Um
3: Hallucinated My next
0: one is when he this is my meek like quote, I should be. When he rolls over in bed and he pulls away the covers and sees dead Masha in the bed, I just go, Oh Masha, Masha, Masha yeah, he did a
2: Brady Bunch <laughs> thing and I laughed.
3: Oh, I don't know what that is a reference. Oh Masha, Marsha, Marsha, yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah. And um I think it's Brady Bunch,
2: I've never seen it. My
0: last one is from Seth. Barry is shot and all of his organs are or spewing out of all of his orifices. Oh, yeah. And Seth goes, now why would he do that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat that. <laughs> you don't, don't eat, that. eat
2: that. I said that at some point, too. But he was actually eating something, so it wasn't as funny. Yeah. No, it was when he was eating the paper sign that he told him to take you down. He's like, that. I got you, boss. And he starts eating the paper. <laughs> don't That's eat that.
3: <laughs> That's the end of quotes. All right, quotes, quotes. You done? Quotes, quotes. Quotes. Adam. done. Quotes. Okay, moving on to the first of our R's. It is ratings time.
2: The hardest R,
3: fellas. <laughs> hardest we're tied. Yeah, we're tied in the in the rating talk. So, folks, who wants to go first for Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter? I think you want me to the go critics. first, don't
2: you? Uh, it's up to Lucas. He's in charge.
1: You can go first, Brandon. Okay, uh, critics Tomato Meter. Correct. I'm gonna go out of a hundred. Seventy four.
3: Hmm. Okay. 84. Okay. 74 and 84. You guys are exactly the same amount of close-off. Ah, it is a 79.
2: No. 79, you idiot. Oh, yeah, I am an idiot. Dumbass. 79. Okay. But he wins because of Price is Right rules.
3: Nope. We're still tied. Okay. New ho- New host, new rules. And the loser has to has to buy a subaru for our giveaway oh fuck
2: i hope brandon loses because i can't afford that
3: <laughs>
2: i can afford it though oh Ooh. that's a terrible pun for the Fiesta next one <laughs> those are the cheap that's ones
3: no we, we won't have we're, what are we giving away have we decided yet yeah
2: my mom i can uh make some merch my mom will help us out so Let's we need to decide what's going on the hats shirts pants socks whatever we're doing. If we're just doing TGTVTM, oh, if we're doing a yeah. logo, if we're saying Nicole Kidman here, and it's on like a bracelet, we just gotta decide you, what it is. We can give it away, and <laughs> we gotta decide how to enter the giveaway. Hey, do we have
0: submissions in the anchor voice messages? We do. Yeah,
3: hell yeah. How many? Uh Four. I think two. Damn. <laughs> Let's go. Um, someone's gonna be very sad. <laughs> lost. <laughs> One person's gonna be <laughs> pissed. Put the effort into <laughs> making a voicemail, and they didn't win. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not a lot of effort, but... um, It's more effort than I put into this. You did mention Hydro Flasks. Yeah. What if we do, like, off-brand Costco Thermo Flasks, which are a quarter of the price? I wouldn't buy a Hydro Flask. I'm just saying, like, a water bottle of soap. I'll buy a Thermo Flask. They come in packs of two for $20, and they're the same thing as Hydro, just not the same brand. Yeah. Marina's walking right out there. Okay,
2: that's what we'll do. We just gotta decide on what we want to put on it. Exactly. And my mom's got a machine to make merch. How do you think cat. I got the? My cat is That's on a hoodie that, that I own. Yeah. We can do anything. We can
3: do an. So does Lego. Marina's
0: mom. So we're set. Hell yeah. We got merch out the his hey.
3: Use the mom power. Eyes. Audience score. Am I starting again? Out of a hundred, Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Yes, Brandon. Yes, folks.
1: We're gonna go seventy even. Hmm. I'm going to go 84 okay, again.
3: This time it is Seth. The audience have a 80%. Ah,
2: let's go. Brandon's buying the hell out the of the
3: Subaru. On the audience score. Kind of high. Pretty high for like a, a weird sort of hard to get into movie. 100%, movies. yeah. It was like- With The tomatoes like, like we've and the audience. we all kind of said this. Score. It was
0: good, but like audience, like general audience didn't know if they would love it.
1: General, general
3: audience. audience ostensibly four-fifths of them liked it enough yeah ostensibly metascore out of a hundred this is critics for imdb
0: okay out of a hundred this is gonna be lower critics are gonna be a little more harsh than just a like or not like i'm seth go first oh shit 7.2 after i give all my reasoning
3: 72 yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um 65
3: Brandon is the close one this time. He's pretty close. It's a 60. Brandon, oh, throw. 60. Throw a 60. for score. me. I cannot afford to buy <laughs> our, our listeners a Subaru. Wait, this is the last one that decides it because we
0: tied on one. Throw.
3: Safe. It's four. audit score. IMDb out of
0: 10. Who's starting? Brandon. I'm not throwing. Throw. No, I'm
2: not throwing. Throw. I can't afford a car. Audit score out of 10. I can't buy my ten. So car. audience
0: last gave it an 80. 80- what was Critic on Rotten Tomatoes again?
2: 79.
1: 79. 79 and 80. 60 was meta score. I deserve this win. I remember all the scores. You do? <laughs> I'm gonna go. This is rough. I've never had to play this game before. I'm gonna go 7.2. You fuck. That was my guess. <laughs> and you knew it. I said 72 last time.
3: You gotta do prices Right rules 7.3, Bob. <laughs> you gotta. Sorry, Seth, it's a 7.2. No, no, you actually stole the win from me. I asked you
2: to throw, I was gonna say 7.2 again. It was wow. the perfect guess. I had it in my hands, man. In the wow. palm of my damn hands.
0: We gotta find the cheapest Subaru possible. Never before. I has can't even drama buy myself a car.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, the cheapest
0: We're Subaru We're looking for a 1970 <laughs> I beat need a up car. Subaru.
2: I'm pissed! I'm we will make so sip mad. By a I'm
3: You'll get a water so bottle.
2: mad right now. <laughs> you would have had a car if Brandon hadn't been such a dickweed about it.
3: <sighs> oh, downtown spook! I've never been this <laughs> mad oh, on shit. the podcast before.
1: This is like the closest I've been. I'm pissed.
3: Oh, that's why they call him Sneaky Snediger. He swipes in at the last second. Anyways, fellas, what are we rating this movie? brandon if you say 7.2 i'm leaving no it's
2: um
0: right at it was a th- on
3: your scale of course right at
0: a three quarters mark 7.5 i did feel confused quite a bit during the way but it was brilliant there was a lot of great resolution not grossed out by body horror i think it really expanded the mind it made me think great movie 7.5
3: no 7.9 7.9 <laughs> he reevaluates all right an honorable man is sir Brandon. He is now a little too late, Seth. Seth, what are you giving this film on the lasagna scale out of ten? Of course,
2: out of ten. Ooh, that changes things up. <laughs> what, <are you> <laughs> what do you think this mean? lasagna? <laughs> it changes things up a little bit. Oh man, it sure does. I think this lasagna had a little feta cheese in it. Mm. Which oh, I love feta. That's mm. one of my favorite cheeses, Same. if not my favorite cheese. Alex
3: hates feta. Oh, Whoa, that's
2: very. I don't think Marino likes Feta either. Very cringe Whoa. partners you two have. And very cringe of me to say cringe <laughs> still, but, you know. You said it three times. I'm going to keep doing fail it. Fail army, those two. Fail army, cringe masters. <laughs> fail, fail. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 8.6. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I had a very good time. Uh, I, I'm very confused by, like, reality and perspective, you know, just in general. And I have. it's like, I don't know what's real like i know what's real and what's not but at the same time everything feels real in the same breath Kay. if you know what i mean like experiencing movies television music my own dreams it's it's hard to differentiate deja vu at knowing apparently. what is real and feeling what is real are two different things Kay. so what what sure. i felt in this movie was similar to ways that i've felt before and i think it captured that uh, emotion very well so 8.6 at the lowest maybe
1: higher and lucas on the lasagna scale,
3: of yes. course.
1: How is it baked? I
3: I am going to throw a nine point one on the nice. video, drone. Uh, this was not as scary this. as I thought it would be, nope. and possibly not as as gross as I thought it would be. And it really, maybe it's just because I sat like an inch away from the TV the whole time, but it really hit me, and I really enjoyed it. This is a this is a great movie. I thought the performances were cool. I thought it was unique. I thought. Cronenberg's style was a lot different than what we normally seen. What I've normally seen, yeah. And I think all that uniqueness, while still maintaining like a tense atmosphere, is worthy of a nine point one.
0: It's I'm the I'm the rough critic here, but all still high scores. Um, it's funny that like this we didn't find super scary. Spirited Away wasn't super scary. Morbius wasn't scary in any way. Birdemic Two is not going to be scary. Well. We haven't seen it yet. We don't it's know not we going to be. be. The The Shining might be our only
2: outlier in this. Being actually scary?
0: Yeah. Because, like, last year we did... It's um, probably not any
2: scary than this, though.
0: Yeah, well, last year we did um, Zombievers, not scary. Yeah. Freddy, Freddy versus Jason wasn't scary. But might have been our scariest there. Old wasn't scary. And Birdemic wasn't scary. So it's like... It's my favorite <laughs> kind of horror movie. We're nailing them. But thinking about and it's funny because like we've rated a lot of the like Morbius was low, but thinking ahead, I'm guessing that you and I, Lucas, will rate Birdemic 2 probably pretty high. Seth might not, but
2: um You never know. I give and, things tens for like no fucking. And Devin reason.
0: might not, but like all of our if we rate it high, maybe all of our Spooktober movies will be highly rated except for Morbius, which got dog shit scores. Can we swear on
3: It's in the cards.
0: <laughs> can we swear? You should hear Bloody. You should hear the video clip that I have on my computer that has not been aired
3: from Lucas over there. Yeah, please don't air that. <laughs> yeah, I won't. We're, we're not going to talk about it. All right. <laughs> the, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're not right, going to talk on, about it. Moving on to reviews, because so, <laughs> so we can talk about something else. Yes. Folks, ah! not only do I have critic and user views, I've got two notable reviewers in here who are not critics or users. Does that <laughs> blow your fucking minds <laughs> I, or what? I, it
2: blows my ass. It doesn't make any sense. Blow, not,
3: not a good, good analogy, but whatever. <laughs>
2: blow my the ass
0: the first
3: who is not a critic or an imdb or other site user is from andy warhol oh shit who says wow. this movie is a clockwork orange of the 1980s that
0: makes a hundred percent sense sense like he was, was all about Clockwork orange not in the 80s no 71 oh that makes complete sense because he was a wacky artist <laughs> I mean, in it general
2: so sense it was in the 90s <laughs> i'm so stupid <laughs> I was thinking no. Clockwork Orange is in the 90s. And he said it's the Clockwork Orange of, Clockwork Orange of the 80s. It didn't yeah, exist. It didn't
0: exist if it was in the
3: 90s, <laughs> yeah. Duh. I gotcha. I'm stupid. This is a very modern movie, a VA. though. Don't
0: flick my forehead. No, it makes complete sense with Andy Warhol.
3: And then the other notable reviewer I have is from David Cronenberg's mother, oh. who said, I'm sure there's some kind of message here, but honestly, it's silly. It's bullshit.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's usually what my yeah, mom she's... says about our podcast. But, <laughs> there's probably a message
3: here, but it's bullshit. That's what it's my dad would say about
2: anything I ever make. In like a loving way, but he'd
3: yeah, still say it. exactly. Sure. <laughs> I could totally see that. The mom's just like, he's doing a lot of stuff here. He doesn't really know what's going <laughs> on. I don't on. get
2: it, but I'm sure it's cool. Yeah, he's you know, doing this silly philosophy. little... He's it's doing not a s- phase. It's my podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's doing a silly little podcast.
3: It's silly. It is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for some critic, reviews? Yeah! Okay. You're doing good. Oh, beautiful. Okay.
1: Very specific <laughs> situations. Right.
3: Okay. Roger... Roger Ebert never formally reviewed this movie, but however, he was rumored to have said this when talking about <laughs> Videodrome. Oh, what it's... a rumored Ebert is! <laughs> the characters are bitter and hateful. The images are nauseating, and the ending is bleak enough that when the screen fades to black, it's a relief. Videodrome, whatever its qualities, has got to be one of the least entertaining films of all time.
2: Big Raj, one point five out of four.
3: I I like. And again, the... that may have been a rumor. Big I Raj. It.
2: It's funny that the rumor is such a specific review, though, because it's like <laughs> sounds I, like him. I'm thinking of like celebrities at a party, and they're like, "Do you hear what Kim Kardashian said about Videodrome? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Raj, smells like cheese. We don't know. It's
3: just it a could funny be thing. Anybody, yeah, it's a funny thing to be rumored <laughs> heard, like a critic review. I heard he might have said that the characters are bitter and hateful, <laughs> and that the images are nauseating. <laughs>
2: One of the least entertaining films of its time. <laughs> <laughs> He's ecstatic when the movie ended and faded
3: black. He said that. <laughs> he was rumored I think to so. say,
2: that. "I, don't, yeah. I don't, Maybe yeah. I might That's have so a dream funny. I had about Roger Ebert." Well,
3: I, was I like, hallucinating the, or not? <laughs> this is from the staff at Variety magazine. It's not attributed to any one of them, but Variety magazine <laughs> says the film is. <laughs> a, yeah, I know we're having a tough time with some specific reviewers. But the film is dotted with video jargon and ideology which proves more fascinating than distancing, and Cronenberg amplifies the freaky situation with a series of stunning visual effects. Okay. Pretty pretty lukewarm positive review. Yeah. Yeah. A light seven. And that was in 2007. And Brian Eggert of Deep Focus Review in March 18th of this year. That's 2022 mean. of our Lord. Roger Eggert. <laughs> He said, films like this rouse powerful reactions to their extreme metaphors and violent imagery, but then there's never been quite a film like this one. Okay. And I think he gave it a 10 out of 10 stars. Oh, damn. Or, or hot dogs or whatever he does.
1: <laughs> oh, poor Theo. His his hammock fell. He is correct in that it is very unique. I'm going to fix his hammock real quick. You continue.
3: Just me and the boy. <laughs> Lucas and the Boy. <laughs> Good movie. Our spin-off show, yeah. All <laughs> Lucas, right, I don't get a name. It's just Lucas and the, the, boy. <laughs> the boy. I'm 26 years old. What do you mean, the boy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're the same height.
2: Probably similar weight. I'm like a year and a half younger, maybe. <laughs> I'm the boy.
3: You ready for some user reviews, boy?
2: Yeah, let's move on. I thought we were done with this bullshit. <laughs>
3: This is from Leof Weindraka. Let's hear the Leof Weindraka, Papa. He says, Lucas and the Boy. Lucas and the Boy. He said, script may not have have as much dark wit or poignancy as other Cronenberg films, but it probes the mind at least and flows well. Much of the film is truly unnerving and makes one think twice about the future of media, the tension being there frequently. Cronenberg directs with a typical adept touch. The characters carry Videodrome. Max is a sleazeball and is a meaty one at that. The <laughs> acting is very good, with the driving force being James Wood giving a lead performance of true ferocity. Seven out of ten stars. Not bad, or whatever's. Not bad points. Burgers. <laughs> the little songbird. Oh, oh shit! Oh wait, no, that was Little Songbirds review. <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> your never reading? It like, was her review, incredibly again. long, and you had to cut it down. Yeah, that was just like the last paragraph of it that's
0: fair and it was like five paragraphs probably
3: yeah. so this is our boy leah <laughs> okay Okay. but you knew that wasn't him he says wow after the highs of scanners cronenberg delivers a much different movie in which baker's special effects merely complement the story it's certainly one of cronenberg's weirdest movies considering that it involves kinky sex bizarre hallucinations and a national conspiracy to control the public Yet these factors and more combine, combine to make Videodrome a unique, compelling, and ultimately disturbing movie with a wonderful premise. 7 out of 10.
0: Another 7, but Fuck I dogs. loved that review. That was Buda That Baker. hit all my
3: marks. Wow. Buddha Baker. yeah. Our Mookie Award winner Snoopy Styles up next, <laughs> having watched this movie 7 years ago. I hope you have your dumb guy voice ready.
2: Or is that a different guy? Snoopy Style never has a dumb guy voice. Who am I thinking of? Seth He's often says
3: him. he doesn't like Snoopy Style.
2: I love Snoopy's style. He hates the little bluebird. Little bluebird is the one I don't like.
3: That's true. This movie is filled with fascinating ideas, both visual and philosophical. It is out there surreal. It is uncomfortable and titillating at times. It touches on the grotesque and the immoral. The surrealism surrealism can get undecipherable towards the end. At that point, it's better to allow the weirdness to wash away any thoughts of logic. 9 out of 10 stars.
1: Hmm. All okay.
0: Right. Do respect Snoopy house. Um, His are always brief. He always takes just the last paragraph there. Because the first one's always a recap of the movie, so it's just like copy-paste,
2: done. Yeah, and as Lucas said, he he did win the uh, the Mookie Award, or Goonie Award, or Movie Award. Batty Award. He's a winner. He's a winner. The
3: Mookie. We love him. We love him. We
2: stan a king.
3: We have IMDB Stana user Kendrick. Max 304823. <laughs> who says in September of 2012, Meretricious trash. It seems to have been made with the sole purpose in mind of making the viewer's skin crawl. There is some nebulous idea tacked on, something about television rotting the brain or something.
2: This sounds like a 17-year-old that found a thesaurus. What score did they give it?
3: Oh, sorry, a 3 out of 10 stars. What was the first word
2: you said?
0: meretricious meretricious Merit- I have no clue what that fucking one. and nebulous they threw in there too cuz I was thinking the same thing but meretricious oh god get off your fucking high horse
3: yeah we can't see you
1: You're too <laughs> <You're tall>. too <laughs> too high. high. that high horse especially is for super Brandon
3: yeah <laughs> um letterboxd user letterboxd user deathproof aka lucy says Quick question, what was this about? 3.5 out of 5 stars. That
1: was a quick question. That was Letterboxd?
3: Yep. And a high review
1: for... And I have one more review. Y'all ready for it? Ready. Letterboxd...
3: Nice. Game. (laughs) Letterboxd user Yi Jian says, Experts in ancient Greek culture say that people back then didn't see their thoughts as belonging to them. When ancient Greeks had a thought, it occurred to them as a god or goddess, giving them an order. Apollo was telling them to be brave. Athena was telling them to fall in love. Now people hear a commercial for sour cream potato chips and rush out to buy. (laughs) But now they call it free will. Too many screens telling us what to do. It's no surprise someone would make a horror film about television and brainwashing. Fear of the unknown, obsession, consume and be consumed. David Cronenberg's Videodrome is so convoluted, there is no way to tell for sure what it's really about. Mm. It might just be what it looks like from the surface, viewing mass media from the lens of a phobic. Fear of having one's reality taken over by television, invisible radio waves, and subliminal messages seeping into our brains, undetected worldwide hysteria. Everyone seeks for freedom, not knowing the cost that comes with it. Death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh.
2: Long live the new flesh.
3: Five out of five stars.
0: Five out of five. I... As much random shit as they spit out, I loved that review. Like, that was...
2: Yeah, and it just made me wonder if New Flesh or Videodrome was the real antagonist.
3: (laughs) Or if the Placenta was the friends
2: we made all along. Placenta's not the friends we made. I think
3: my my, my, my takeaway was the New Flesh is the protagonist. Protagonist? And the the hero, yeah. Okay. He he kills
2: himself in the name of the New Flesh, so it's hard for me to be like behind that. But I do understand, just, like, objectively that seems. But like his really, actions are driven by New Flesh. And by Videodrome. He kills on both sides, so, like, who's really righteous in that situation? Yeah, when but Videodrome is clearly, every, clearly the villain. Clearly, like I just said, blood spilled everywhere. Clearly! But Videodrome and is clearly is the villain. villain. And you think about yeah. Videodrome, their mantra clearly. was, like, we have to be pure and be human again, whereas New Flesh was, like, Our new flesh is the television, so who sounds like the, you know, propaganda at that point? Clearly! Anyway, I looked up meretricious. It means apparently attractive, but having, in reality, no value or integrity. So yeah, definitely a 17-year-old the with his own ostensible. Yeah, the, the the most
0: words. Ostensible. I love words to the the definition advocates. of ostensible
2: is like probably, most likely, but Won't maybe not. <laughs> Who
0: knows? <laughs> but, but whatever, we're chill, dude. Ostensibly is so
3: funny. That was your last one, Lucas? That was. So now, recommendations. What do you guys think? Yes.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly.
3: I- I'll I hesitate to recommend this to the squeamish perhaps I'm showing this to my sure. 8 year old
2: little brother
0: squeamish <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, the, 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 the screw children. hands and the gash maybe
3: children. but
0: no yes I'm going to recommend it on the content of it
3: in general so it's a weird little flick it's a weird little, little, a weird little romp we just encountered
1: oh it's I'll so cute let's finish so two, uh, yeah, two that's, recommends that's in, a, my in a Lucas warm that's not a bad Ooh. joke. All right. That's going to end it this week,
0: then. Um, that
2: <laughs> i love luck. telling a joke and looking at a guy next to you being like, not too bad. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's um, like classic dad's grilling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's the Gabagoo. The hey. And then he quotes <laughs> yeah, him. And then he quotes it's him
2: self aggrandizing piece of ass garbage.
0: Um, That's going to end it this week. Garbage that mess. is Videodrome. Next week, we've got the sequel from our most listened to episode as of right now.
2: Videodrome 2.
0: No. <laughs> Electric <Wow>.
2: Boogaloo.
0: <laughs> um, It's Birdemic 2. <laughs> Electric
1: Boogaloo.
0: Electric Boogaloo. I can't remember what the, the caption to it is. Shh. Because Seagull, that's Birdemic Three. <laughs> seagull, as <laughs> I in thought, the shush was part of the <laughs> she-
2: <laughs> seagulls.
0: No, that's three. I can't remember what two is, but supposedly is it's the third one. It's even worse than the first. The Resurrection, the resu- Birdemic to the Resurrection. So we got that next week. Um, Devin says that he told us that he's planning on being with us next week. We have some things planned out. We hope he's on for the next five weeks because we've got. Birdemic Two, we Birdemic got,
2: Three, No, we got the Birdemic Shining
0: Four to finish off for the Seagull. Downtown Spook Boys <laughs> Seagull. 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 Um, Seagull, and then we've got uh a Devin's Choice for his birthday. Devin's Choice Awards. We've That's got, what they
2: should be called. We've got Even Dwarfs oh, Started yes. Small,
0: like which one, is a Lucas Choice, and then finishing uh that five week stretch with Uncle Boon Me, which Lucas has been dying to wait to do with Devin specifically, so
3: could be similar to this type of deal, I think.
0: We that was about just yeah, that was cool. about because I bought that movie on Prime so that we could watch it whenever. Oh yeah, and that was said, up it was it was what was up next, and says, he's like, "What is that?" And I told him, he's like, "That sounds kind of cute." <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's an int- that's a wild one, I think. So too. Um, that's it what we got cute. coming we up. Like the wild ones.
2: Wild thing, who well, I always think is Coolio, but it's not. It's not. Country
1: it's boy, I tone love
2: lock. You. Uh,
0: so that's gonna end it this week. That's our next five weeks. We hope you enjoyed Videodrome.
1: Check it out. Salute. And we'll see you next week. Gadouche Love you, bye. Huh?
3: Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your
0: feedback so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember,
1: if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.